Helix mattresses have been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You can take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10-15 to year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash drink. That's helixsleep.com slash drink. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on and so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners, can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash drink. That's rosettastone.com slash drink. Welcome to the preamble of And That's Why We Drink Podcast. The post-preamble. The post-preamble. The amble. The amble, if you will, of episode 86. <laughs> We've been on a roll tonight. We've been preambling all over the place. We have. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, we have. Let's, <laughs> let's amble. Let's amble. How are you? Christine, I have so many things to tell you. Yeah, you were being, being all weird today. I was not being weird. Well, you were being like... I just texted you and apologized in the event that I might be weird. Yeah, which, which I guess is In weird. and of itself is a little weird. And then there's the whole like... I'll tell you on the show, which always makes me a little nervous. I've got a lot of things to say. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Scooch in the mic. Take it away. I say it to myself. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. I just needed a little encouragement. It's quite an ample you're doing here. Um. So what would you like to hear first? A stranger I met with a skull story. Oh, God. A Deirdre update. Oh, man. Or a personal update. Definitely not a personal update. I don't <laughs> think so. Uh, let's Let's go in that order. Okay. Oh, yeah, let's just go in that order. So there's a guy that I met at work. His name was Mark, and he's like, I guess a prop master. Um, but he said something to someone in the office about being involved with, like, ghosts and haunts and oh. stuff. And everyone in my company knows that I'm, like, sure. the go-to guy on that. And yeah. so they were like, oh, you have to go talk to him. So I meet this guy. He gives me his card, by the way, and he asked us to reach out to him if we're ever interested. And I think you will on the card alone. All right, pause. I'm going to call him right now. Oh, oh, my God. It's a Ouija card. It's literally a Ouija board. Prop Master Mark. Am I allowed to say his name? Just say Mark. Prop Master now. Mark. So apparently him and his wife are incredible sensitives and go to several classic haunted places and have sessions with spirits and um, have. Holy shit. To a point where, like, like the spirits will, like, personify them. Like, they will, like, take over their bodies and talk to them. And Sorry, It's what? very odd. One of the stories that he told me was of a skull that he has where he had a friend that was part of uh, a native tribe. Mm -hmm. And 
his tribe like wanted to get rid of this thing. That's it's not. It's not a good sign. It's not. But you he took it anyway. Oh, of course he did. And it's Classic a mark. human skull that they would use to apparently they they broke part of the jaw of the skull and you would whoever's responsible or owns the skull if you write something like write a wish mm-hmm. you can roll it up on a piece of paper and like stuff it in one of the cracks of the skull and so it's essentially like the skull the head is thinking about it oh. and it will always come true but it used to be used a lot mainly for curses good so you can curse someone but if something ever happens where you're in that same situation as the person you don't like then it comes back threefold on you <laughs> so it's like a more interesting like a, version like, of karma yeah it's like oh, a voodoo okay. skull cool essentially anyway he took it from his friend he like is responsible for it he has never put any curses or anything he do- hasn't done anything with it he just has it well that's um, good news but he has locked it away and he apparently it was like creepily cursed where like a tribe like did not want it anymore but so that story led us into talking more about his wife who is a sensitive who like apparently wants us to reach out to her and um oh god this is like i feel like everything's been leading up to this she's like i need you to reach out to me he couldn't remember a name but he did say she works closely with those guys on that ghost tv show don't do this to me em i swear to god and then he said if you're ever interested i'm sure we could set something up every pore in my body is sweating right now (laughs) here's the thing also real quick can i do a little interjection yeah we know that Zach Baggins pronounces his name differently, and I will not fix it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I do it on purpose. I love Zach Bagel Bites, and it's <laughs> no one's fault but mine. <laughs> people are like, you're pronouncing it wrong. I'm like, oh, I know, it's because like, it's like the way people keep telling me to watch um, that one Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. What is it? What? Hocus Pocus? Yeah, and I won't do it, because the more people tell me to do it, the less I want to do it. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm just a child, so you can't tell me to do something, because I won't do it. Anyway. Yeah. Zach Baggins. Zach, Zach Bagel. And, and, uh, but so I don't even know if that's the right show, but he said, oh, there's that show with those guys that do ghost things and she's good friends with them. I was like, oh, that's cool. And in my mind, I'm (laughs) free. You know, those guys, they do that show. Um, but so anyway, he said that they went to the Queen Mary one time. (gasps) My favorite. And Half Hatch Henry, remember we talked about him? Yes. Where he got locked he got, in. Yeah. Um, apparently, they went on a tour and the guy was telling the tour of what happened. Apparently, Half Hatch Harry came through. Oh, boy. Through the wife and got very irritated. Oh, boy. And was like, this is insulting. That's not how it happened. That's not the story. My That's not my name. Every, oh. all of these facts got let out. And apparently now, because of that experience, the tour actually has changed <gasps> their tour wow, where they use his actual name or they don't use his name anymore. They use it for a little bit. And then I guess for some reason they don't do it anymore. Yeah. But they know his actual name now. It was something like John Patterson. It was something like very like. Right. Right. Like, like Half Hatch Henry is a cooler name, I think. Right. But so they, they will tell the story that they originally told and then said, we recently found out that that's not true. And this is oh, the real facts. Creepy. After that started happening, apparently her husband then became a vessel of sorts that Half Hatch Henry came through mm-hmm. and apparently hugged his wife, hugged the wife in a very weird way where she knew it wasn't her husband that was oh, hugging gross. her. And said, thank you so much for telling everyone. <gasps> So apparently, what? so that's, fuck? that's that on that. And we can contact him if you would like. Chill. I mean, let's call him right now. You got, <laughs> we can have him on the show. Um, okay. So there's that. 
Next is the Deirdre story, Deirdre update, very quick. I love Deirdre updates. So last we were at, she found a decomposition body stain. I don't know how under you're going to top that or move on from like. Well, she's moved out of the house since. Okay, so okay. supposedly like she's not near that room so anymore. So she left on a high with that decomposition. Yeah, stain. she left on a high with her security deposit. <laughs> oh, yeah. You and, better uh, hope so. And so she was recently in the city. And so she was about to get an Uber. And when she got in the car, the Uber driver said, so what's the weirdest Uber driver experience you've ever had? And she said something and he was like, well, I'm about to top it. And then said, so I'm very sensitive and I can see things. And when you were walking over to my car, there was a massive shadow person. Okay. Following all right. You. Okay. All right. Okay. What? Stop. And then. And what the fuck? And then he said, like, he was trying to get in the car with you. And Deirdre said, is he here with us now? And he said, no, because my car is blessed. <gasps> what which like my car isn't blessed like what the what hell the am fu- i bringing Eva, home bless our cars jesus <laughs> christ so anyway that's, that's the deer horrifying <laughs> hold on so it's still with her apparently or something's with her I le- at least. i'm just gonna can you imagine though what if that guy is just like what's the weirdest thing you experience? well i'm gonna top it here's a terribly creepy um, thing we did experience that all together in nashville oh, when that's that right one woman was like what's the weirdest uber experience well let's play a game where yeah, i grow right. christine yeah that's uh, exactly what happened and touched my boob <laughs> That was the weirdest Uber of my life. And you know what? Everyone won that day. No so. one regretted anything. <laughs> she was like, take this piece of paper and do what it says. We were like, are we d- going to die? <laughs> are, is, does it tell me that I have to jump off a cliff or no, something? No, you just have to grab Christine's boob. It's fine. Okay. So that's step two. <laughs> step three is I'm talking about personally. The reason I drink this week. Tell me. Is because as of yesterday, I do not have power in my home. What? Allison came home and was like, there is no power. <gasps> what was that? What was that? It sounded like a cow. It sounded like a man crying. It sounded like Dwight sounded in that episode. Yes, a ghoul. Where he's like, <laughs> it sounded like a ghoulish Dwight. <laughs> that was very weird. Ew, that's the exact noise. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, anyway, moving on. So Allison said, we don't have any power. And so I got back and I looked at the account and like our account online and it, usually it's an automatic pay, so yeah. I never even think to pay the bill because it always gets paid. I just check it every month. Yeah. And it said that there was money in the account that, like, like there was a charge. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, apparently, like, the automatic payment thing went off. <gasps> and so I maybe, like, didn't pay my bill or something. So I went to go, I pressed make a payment. And now, for some reason, my account isn't eligible to... What? Like, all of a sudden, it won't take my credit card information. And so I had to call them this morning. Last night, we like went to Starbucks and like, that's how I got my notes done. I was like, I don't know what we're going to do. So the power went out and I couldn't do anything because by the time I got home, the power company was closed. So I couldn't call them. So this morning I called them and I was like, what's going on? And apparently the automatic payment thing went off. So the company thought that I didn't pay my bill. So they shut off my power. And then earlier today, when I was talking to them, I said, like, okay, well, I will pay over the phone, like, reopen my account, please, like, give us power. And they said, okay, well, it will cost $80 if you want us to have the power set up again, like, same day. Like, you Mm -hmm. can have power by 6 o'clock tonight. You will have power. And I was like, yeah, I don't care. I'll pay the 80 bucks. And so Allison called me while I was on the way here, and she said, there's still no power. (gasps) So now it's two nights with no power, and I lost 80 bucks. What the fuck? So now I have to call them again tomorrow. But currently there's like no power. I was like, okay, well, Allison, like at least can you go to like, to entertain yourself, go to like Starbucks and watch a movie on your computer or something until you like it's time to go to bed. 
and I have her computer charger. Ooh. And her computer is dead. Woof. So and she can't charge. Yeah. Oh, so God. Allison is currently at Starbucks charging her phone. And uh, sorry, that wailing. It happened, happened again. again. It got closer. Oh, God. I don't like this. This is a weird episode already. <laughs> okay. Basically, no power. Those are those are all three of my oh, things. Oh, my God. I've already talked for like 10 minutes. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's okay. I saw your post about no power, and I thought it was because I saw like I got a text yesterday being like some there were power outages throughout LA oh, County. Oh, really? Yeah, and I assumed that's what it was. Nope. It I just wasn't apparently wow. didn't pay my bill. Well, um, I don't have too much to say, but I do want to let you guys know that we um, we are aware that Post Malone touched the Divic box. Yes, we know it. Please stop <laughs> sending us that. We No, we're very happy you're all telling us, but I just want you to know, like, do not fret because we know and we are equally horrified. Yes. I remember when he first touched it a few months ago and there was like a little bit of a news thing, but now it's become like a TMZ sensation. Right. So Post Malone, thoughts and prayers? I don't want nothing to do with it. <laughs> I'm just surrounding myself with thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers, and then hopefully (laughs) nothing will happen to me. Um, Also, we have a Boston show on February 1st that we recently announced this week. Uh, Literally today, as we're recording, we released tickets six hours ago, Uh and it's already sold out. Uh So thank you, Boston. Yeah, thank you, guys. That was shocking. We were at the website crashed. People had to call the poor venue. And the girl (laughs) who works there, the woman who works there, Megan... Megan. Megan. She's a fan of ours and had posted when we first released tickets like that she works at the venue and she was like, I'm so excited you guys are coming. Like, I'm a big fan. And then, of course, the website crashed. So she was like on there, like handling everybody. They had to, like post an apology or yeah. something. She posted like, I've been, I'm the one who's been on the phone with all of you. I'm sorry. Like <laughs> the website isn't used to this much traffic. And um, people were calling her and everyone kept commenting on our stuff saying, "We, I had to call to buy my tickets, but... The woman who worked there was so nice, and she's a fan. Aww. So thank you, Megan, for, like, handling Thanks, everything. Megan. Thanks, Megan. Thanks a lot. Um, and we can't wait to meet you and everybody else who's coming to Boston. We cannot wait. February 1st. So, yeah, that happened. And we were planning on announcing it for the show, the one that this one that released right. Sunday. And um, it's already sold out. So I'm like, I don't know what to <laughs> say. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, guys. But also, like, I guess follow us on social media because... It seems like things are going fast, so if you want right. to grab tickets, don't wait for us to release it on the show. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Well, as of if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out, we have a Facebook Live for, oh, yeah. for the, our Patreon listeners at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you want to hop on and ask them some questions and hang out with us for an mm-hmm. hour. Also, later that night, mm-hmm. tonight, as you're listening to this, uh, we are having a live show at the Hollywood Improv. Oh, Lordy. Aaron. Also sold out. Yep. That's right. And, Aaron, that's where he draws up. And yes. uh, can't wait to post those and post Malone. Post Malone those. Um, <laughs> also, we still have tickets available for the Philly show. Yes. On November 7th. I think yes, that's the only the show summer. that we have that's not sold out right now. So if you want to see us, please come to Philly and please <laughs> sell that one out. That would be great. It would be really cool. Yeah. That's all I've got. Me too. Okay. Is your child asking questions on their homework you don't feel equipped to answer? Maybe your child is too shy to ask questions in front of the entire class, but they can get extra help and positive feedback with IXL Learning. IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback. This program will improve your kids' grades. Backed by research, kids using IXL are scoring higher on tests. 
From studies done in almost every state in the country, the kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. And one subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home pre-K to 12th grade. If your child is struggling, this is the smartest investment you can make, and a month of IXL costs less than an hour of tutoring. Additionally, IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And and that's why we drink listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash drink. Visit IXL.com slash drink to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. By now, you've probably heard about Burrow, a new kind of furniture company known for timeless designs, durable materials, and details that make life in your space easier. Last year, they brought their expertise outside with the launch of their outdoor line, which I love, and now they're adding more must-have pieces to the collection. For example, Dunes offers seating, dining, and lounger options, while Scout is a new folding chair upholstered in a chic woven fabric. And I think I'm going to get two of those for the balcony. Blaze and I love to sit out there in the evenings after Leona goes to bed. And I love the idea of having a good-looking but also extremely useful and comfy place to sit outside. Made of durable materials made for all seasons, weather-resistant teak, stainless alloy, and quick-dry stain-resistant cushions with easy assembly and disassembly this is the perfect thing for your outdoor space they also just launched a new standing desk co-pilot with adjustable height a durable scratch resistant body with built-in storage to make working at home easier than ever i'm in the market for a new desk um so this is definitely going to be my next bookmark and of course there's burrow's legacy seating collections like the nomad and range now available in new colors and m and i that's like the only piece of furniture i think we actually share is our burrow sofa in the podcast department love that thing and that's why we drink listeners can get 15 percent off their first order at burrow.com slash drink that's burrow b-u-r-r-o-w dot com slash drink for 15 percent off burrow.com slash drink so this is i'm just gonna i'm wait i'm just gonna crack into it wait wait <laughs> i was expecting a different sound <laughs> that was my sweet it tea. sounded like you like broke your tooth on, on a rock or something <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like you. Uh, it just went everywhere. Oh, good. Thank you. It did sound so like, welcome. It sounded like you. Like, it sounded like my mouth popped or yeah. something. Yeah. Okay. So this is a long one. I'm sorry to people who don't like me talking forever. Listen, nobody complains about the long ones. We just complain about the long ones because. Okay, but you're not going to complain because I. Wait, I'm. Uh, hang on. Also, Eva complains because she has to sit through it. Oh, yeah, poor Eva. And edit it. <laughs> uh, Eva, if you complain, you're fired. So. Uh, too late too late uh okay i'm so excited about this story i'm so excited about this story even though i didn't have any power i was up all night oh like God. until like Wait. two in the morning okay, doing this one i've been so excited about my story today and i've been more amped than i have been in a long time so i feel like it's gonna be a wild Something's ride. happening Something's, i don't know what's going on you guys is mercury in retrograde no it's not oh shit. maybe that's why maybe that's all why. of a sudden good things are happening we're back to normal but this baby. is like the exact opposite of like me trying to give like a book report last minute like i i've oh. done i've never done this much much research on any story it's we've ever fireside done fireside chat <laughs> back to the old days uh i i've never worked so hard on a story what i know i'm like is this what like good I'm, students feel like all the time like just really proud of their don't work and me <laughs> i'm re- i'm like super stoked i'm very excited now this is also probably the story that has the most too much documentation do i know about it i don't know about to like get so amped okay what is it okay 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 it is a doll Uh, okay okay i know you like your dolls yeah ish okay relative well it's not robert the doll like them 
right oh i hear what you're saying yes but i like them. like you like them you don't like them but you I don't love them. like them like them <laughs> got it okay it's harold the doll i have never heard of this okay me Wait, either what me either but this one gets me going i'm so excited harold we got two roberts in here getting jealous let's just say as i was finishing this story up here by myself <laughs> that bang you heard was stop it i'm not kidding stop are you serious i'm not kidding so there was a bang that Christine that, and Eva heard downstairs. A loud fucking bang. And what they didn't hear was afterwards, I screamed Christine's name several times. No, I didn't hear that. And nobody came upstairs to make Not sure I was Gio okay. Not even Gio heard it. I was doing my notes and I, okay, I literally started feeling ill Uh-oh. doing these notes. I walked into the bathroom thinking I was going to get sick. And when I came back into the room and I was facing this wall, there's mm-hmm. a, an oil canvas painting of Gio. Mm-hmm. Save your I, laughter for later. Everybody. I literally watched it rise off of the nail it's sitting on and drop to the ground. And that's the bang you heard downstairs. Wait, sorry. It felt if I watched it lift off the nail. That's like 10 feet in the air too, like 10 feet off the ground too. And it, it's still sitting right there. It's still sitting on the ground. I was wondering why you didn't pick it up. I was kind of mad at you at I first. don't want to touch it. Now I don't blame you. I don't want to touch I don't it. Want it to, Eva, can you hang that back up? And I screamed for help and you never came. And I was <laughs> no! so sad. Em, I didn't hear you. Um, Wait, that's... That happened right when I was like about to finish my notes. And I was like... And I remember thinking like... Okay, nothing's happened to me during all of studying the story. I swear to and God. And as I thought that, you that brought shit it happened. to my house and decided to finish it up here. Okay, before I went downstairs, I literally held the holy water and said the Lord's Prayer just in case. Thank God. So we're in the clear. Thank God. Okay. I'm sorry. That was quite a. I'm like very scared now. Okay. Good. It's a great It'll start. set you up for the rest of this. Great start. I'm actually glad you didn't hang it back up because if I see it fly off the wall, I'm not going <sighs> to handle it. Okay, so there's a happy ending to this, I will tell everyone now. And this one should not make you feel ill. I don't know what happened to me. I don't know why. Maybe it's because you were just so heavily researching it. Like, I just became so you. connected to the story, yes. Um, so this one I'm not going to give a um, warning to. Okay. Like the other one. Right. Okay, so, and this is a long one, but I tried to get it down. There's just too much information. I'm ready. So, here is... Harold the doll. It starts over 60 years ago when it was owned by a man who bought it for his son and then his son mysteriously died. Oh, good start. Good start. Mm. After the son died, they kept obviously kept the doll for like 60 years. And during that time, watched the doll laugh, sing and dance on its own when it is a doll that is not supposed to do any of those. What? Things. <clears throat> they took it to a priest. The priest said it was possessed and told them to burn it. <laughs> That's me as a priest. <laughs> burn it. Get it out of my way. Burn it. And it would not burn. What? The doll did not burn. And you know that was some like 70s plastic it was made of. That should have <laughs> burned like crazy. So basically the guy was at his wits end. He didn't know what to do. So he just sold it at a flea market. Good. And ever since then, it has been passed from person to person who has experienced hauntings. Oh, God. Eventually, it got passed down to a guy named Greg. <laughs> That was at around in around 2003. Also, this dog, the dog, this doll, not only does it laugh, sing, and cry, apparently it also talks, smiles, and blinks. 
I don't know what's the creepiest one of those. I it think also, if smiling, you're maybe. if you're talking and it doesn't like you talking, it will start to smile. And apparently, people have witnessed its mouth moving as if it's mocking you talking. Oh my god, that's so fucked up. It will also side eye, which I love. Oh, so it's like an emoji, yeah, doll. It's like Megan, but as a doll. But not you, Megan. Not the Boston Megan. No, just, just every other Megan. The bitchy seventh grader. So, yeah. Okay, so the main owner that I'm going to talk about, um, his name is Anthony, but I'm just going to explain how Anthony got the doll. Okay. So the guy sold it at a flea market. It got passed around. Eventually, it ended up with this guy named Greg, and Greg tried to sell it on eBay. He never experienced anything haunted about it, and he thought it was a joke. And so 2003, he put it up for eBay, and he like said in the description that it was a haunted doll because he thought that that would like right. up its price. That usually works. Basically, he said that the doll's name was Harold because there was some video at some point of this doll. You could see like the mouth kind of move and someone heard the word Harold, almost <laughs> as if it said the word Harold. It was just like some rumor that he ended up making up. He admitted later that he made up that oh, part. Oh, okay. Um, so he just pulled Harold out of his ass. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so... Great. Um... So the, doll, the doll's name ended up sticking. He told the winning bidder to her face after she bought it, like, I was kidding. This was not haunted. And she didn't care. <laughs> Suck it. She didn't care because she wanted to take that story and ride with it. And then after like three or four months of it staying in her house, she wanted to like flip it for profit. Well, sure. Right. And then say like, I stayed with this doll for three or four months. It's a haunted it was doll so market, haunted. you know. I mean, it's one that we are actively involved in. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Unwillingly, to be fair, but yes. Um, so although Greg said it wasn't haunted, strange things started happening almost immediately once Kathy, the bitter, got the doll. Okay. So she was pretty scared and she decided that she was going to hide the doll in a closet. And a year later in 2004, she put the doll back on eBay and didn't just say it was haunted, but it was truly cursed. Oh, great. Anthony, the guy that ended up keeping it, he ended up winning the doll for $750. Oh my god. Which he did not want to do. He it was originally a much lower price and then some guy tried to outbid him and then personally messaged him saying, "You can just stop trying. It's my doll." Like just being a dick. And so for the sake of competition, I guess, he kept Oh, for God's sake. Because the guy said, "I'm going to outbid you no matter what." This guy was like, "Oh, I'm just going to bid 700 bucks and then make you spend that much money to win the doll." And then that guy backed down and actually didn't buy the doll. So he oh, accidentally God. spent it for 750. And that guy was Kathy's <clears throat> husband who was just secretly trying to amp up the price <laughs> and knew that what's his name? Yep. Anthony had like a weak spot for yep. competitive males. So <laughs> toxic masculinity. <laughs> That's right, on eBay of all places. Um you can't you can't escape it. No. You can't escape it. Even in the doll market. You can't <laughs> eBay escape it. God, this is horrible. Somebody so, erase all of it. He was a skeptic himself, but he was open-minded, Anthony. And he wanted the item because he was writing a book called Haunted eBay. Are you going to believe me or your lying eyes? <laughs> That's the name of the book. Wait, hold up. Are you going to believe... Wait. Are you going to believe me or your lying eyes? Like, which one are you going to believe? Oh, are you going to believe me or your... Okay, got yeah. it, got it, got it, got it. Um, so he was trying to find haunted items, and then he was going to run experiments on them, and each chapter was going to be a well, different... fun. I mean, why don't we do that? I was going to say, this sounds like a side venture. Um, so that was his goal in getting the doll. Um, he wanted, and Kathy uh, wrote him saying, I'm really worried about you having this doll. I should have just thrown it in the ocean. I can give you your money back if you like. 
Oh, so she had a guilty conscience. Because she knew how mm-hmm. scary this doll was. Mm-hmm, Kathy? Apparently, when Kathy owned it, it was involved in two deaths within a six-month period. What? When you would wrap it up and put it away, nothing would happen. But when you would have the doll out on display, that was when creepy things would happen. Like people died. Yeah, creepy. <laughs> Very creepy. Just to put it lightly. <laughs> She had a friend whose closet Harold was stored in. Like, they all, like, lived together. Yeah. And so she would. She had the doll stored in his closet. Then the friend uh, went to Amsterdam. After they put it in the closet, her friend went on vacation um, and died instantly from falling down a staircase. Huh. What? Also, one day, Kathy heard a crash from the bathroom after she put Harold out in the living room. And the bathroom on the side, she heard a crash and went inside and everything had fallen out of the linen closet, but it was perfectly folded and stacked. And it wasn't in the linen closet. Ew. So everything was like shifted out of it? Like still folded? No, like it wasn't folded or stacked in the linen closet. Like it was just a mess in there. I see. It's almost like Harold was like, here, I'll do your fucking laundry. Like I'll fold everything and then show you, like, just put it out for you. Wait, sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Repeat. So it was messy linen closet. Oh, it was messy. It was originally. messy. And then everything dumped out folded perfectly itself? folded. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, fuck that. Okay. It's like the most passive aggressive thing. But you also can do. like that's the ghost I want. <laughs> um so Kathy was on the phone. This is another thing that happened. Kathy was on the phone with one of her friends when she heard her fo- her friend through the phone say that she had she found a giant spider crawling up her back. At the exact same time, (laughs) Kathy saw a huge wolf spider scurry across the living room and into the bathroom, which is where all the folded things were. Fuck. I have like shivers all of I don't like spider talk. So anyway, that's what happened with Kathy. When she shipped the doll to Anthony, he ran tests but got nothing. But like he didn't get any like recordings or anything. I don't know how he knows so many mediums and so many psychics and so many people who do like impression like right... Was it impression writing? Um, like, basically speak to their guides. Oh, uh... Automatic writing. Yes. I don't know. You're gonna find out. He has, like, 70 medium friends in this what? story. Maybe it's because of his book? I Maybe. But so, uh, he got the... For a skeptic, that seems like a lot of medium friends. <laughs> I'll say. I'll say. So, he uh, didn't get anything on the initial test, but he brought Harold to one of his medium friends um, for a reading. And two minutes into the reading, his friend says... I'm sorry, Anthony, but I just can't do this anymore. The doll just threatened to kill me. Oh, God. And then she said, I have a heart murmur and I can feel his hand squeezing my heart. Uh, oh, God. Okay. So he was smart during that um, reading. He also recorded that. He also like brought a digital recorder. Oh, okay. So as the recording was go, as she was doing the reading, he was recording the whole thing and later back listened and got EVPs that said, shut up, bitch, an angry roar. Harold. And then right before the medium said, he just threatened to kill me. You can hear on the EVP. I'm going to kill you, bitch. Oh, my God. What a- Validating that she really did hear that. Nasty guy. After a year of people getting sick and injured and having several migraines, back pains and nightmares, he locked the doll away in 2005. Okay, good. Fast forward to 2013. Okay. It has been locked in storage that entire time. And it's probably real mad. In 2013, um, apparently that was when, like, I'm guessing that was, like, the beginning of BuzzFeed. That's when I was unemployed. I don't really remember much else. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, there was a lot of viral videos about, like, listicles and things like that. 
very like i feel like millennium heavy yes like, yeah <laughs> internet year okay it's like all of us rediscovered the internet we're like, hey remember we're all unemployed let's uh <laughs> let's all cry go on buzzfeed so one of anthony's friends found a video where harold was in a listicle video as oh. one of the world's most haunted dolls great sent the video to anthony and apparently the video had a lot of misinformation about where it was and just general info about the doll <laughs> anthony's like no i'm the owner well apparently like there was like they tried to make it spookier than it was of like the doll hasn't been seen since 2005 oh, it's missing yeah. and so i guess i guess it like bothered him enough that he pulled the doll out of storage and took a picture of it and announced that he was the <laughs> ebay winner hey buzzfeed and he still owned the doll suck on this one sensitive reached out to him because once he like put a picture on the internet everyone saw this doll so a lot of people started getting affected by this doll oh fuck so he just got like drowned in inbox messages about people having all these experiences one sensitive said that harold came to me and said he's pissed he told me that he's very angry that you've had him for so long and haven't helped him oh <gasps> what well yeah you threatened to kill his friend <clears throat> so he took the doll to another medium who said it's happy it's not locked up anymore and a lot more messages it just became very frequent and very common for him to have people say that they were visited by the doll in the middle of the night and they were having migraines nightmares and back pains which were all the things that he had and he had not posted about that at all one person woke up in the middle of the night feeling as though harold was staring at her from the oh shadows my god anthony ended up actually doing like a a radio we got on a radio show and brought up the doll and that radio team had um, connections to Ghost Adventures. Ooh, boy. And Zach Bagel Bites asked if they could bring the doll onto the show. Oh, boy. So, <laughs> in what I will now start calling lovingly Zach's Attacks. Um, all right. We need to write all this. There's a glossary involved here. We need to. <laughs> I Anytime I cover something that Ghost Adventures has been involved in, I'm just going to discuss Zach's attacks. It's happening a lot more recently lately, so we better get on this whole. I, I think I just wasn't paying attention. I wasn't watching the episodes when I was covering the stories. I think oh. there's a lot of these that were involved with Ghost Adventures. I just never talked about it. Makes sense. Makes sense. But so. Bagel Bites. Bagel Bites. Got it. So they, they brought Harold to, um, in an episode to the Island of Dolls, which is a story that many mm. people have requested and eventually will show up. So there will be a little crossover when I talk about Harold on that episode. Fun. Um, but so they brought him to the Island of Dolls and Anthony warned them in advance, be careful of the doll because its left arm is about to fall off. Like it's just so old. Mm -hmm. So while filming, Zach is the only one who ever touched the doll and found bruises on his left arm that looked like fingerprints from a child. Ew. <clears throat> they also brought the doll to a medium who said that they could feel multiple souls attached to the doll. And one soul was a woman who would hurt anyone who got near the doll. And then also was trying to tell people to not be near the doll as well. Oh, no. People who watched the episode apparently were more at risk to be visited by Harold. Um, I guess like how visited. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Blaze doesn't get home until late, late, late. Some people... I think, like, over time, he just built a community because so many people were being affected by this doll that he created a Facebook group and all these people, you know, just really got together and tried to figure out where this sure. stuff came from. Sure. So some people were, like, wildly helpful in getting information for him about this doll, like, where it came from. There were some people who said, like, I used to be an owner of that doll. Like, that, like, I used Whoa. to own that doll. Here's my story. And so he was getting all these pieces and he was meeting all these spirits and all these mediums who were 
didn't know each other, but were personally messaging him away from everybody else and giving him the same information. Yeah, and so yeah. things were adding up to him. Not good. And one woman that reached out to him, her name, which is, um, it's a, a disguise, uh, not a disguise. It's like a, a, a numb diplume. Nope. That's yeah. It, it's a, a it's pseudonym. A, yes. We call her Jane. We don't know what her real name is. Jane. Jane. Okay. He picked the name Jane okay. years and years and years ago. <clears throat> oh, he picked the name. He picked the name. There's one woman that was very helpful named Jane from Australia. And she had a six-year-old son whose name is also not this, but we call him this, named Vincent. Okay. Who was a clairvoyant. And especially when you're a six-year-old clairvoyant. Oh, like, ev- man. You can't filter, right? Like, Right. Mm. So eventually they became incredibly close. Like Anthony and this little kid Vincent just became best buddies. And they, he calls Anthony Uncle Aunt. <gasps> And wait, uh, that's really cute, Uncle Aunt. And Vincent is the number one biggest help in finding out information about this doll. Jesus. Every day, it seems, Vincent would. I'm getting chills. I am covered this. in chills right now. It's actually like I wasn't going to say anything, but yeah. Um, I'm disturbed. I can't. I really can't. Look at my arm. Yeah, my whole. I want like sweatpants. I'm like <laughs> shivering. <laughs> okay, so. Basically, it seems like every day Vincent was getting these visions and he would draw pictures and send them Ew. to Anthony and be like, this is what I saw. It's like a children's drawing. Yes. Ugh. Which I have for you. No, you don't. Which you will be I seeing soon. I was about to say, I don't even want to picture that. And now I have to look so at it. So the first picture he ever he ever drew, mm-hmm. he told his mother that the children wanted to go outside, but the big black blob wouldn't let them. <laughs> Which I'm trying to run through this, so I picked select pictures, so I did not pick that one. However, there's a bit, it's online. You can find it. Of the big black blob. Of the big black blob oh, and little kids. God. <clears throat> and never before seen... I'm going to be listing a lot of pictures from Vincent, but if you want not only a full list of all the images, but also never before seen pictures, you can buy Anthony's book on Amazon that he ended up writing all about Harold the doll. Oh God. And has never before seen information, sketches, messages from people, like a, basically like a total investigation and how he figured out right. what ha- right. what happened. So Vincent drew that drawing. He also told Harold that two of the girls that are in the doll oh, God. are related to Harold's probably nieces. Okay. And Vincent said they must have known each other when they were alive. I think they were related. Oh, okay. Um, There's also a little boy who has not been identified. And the fifth one, because there's Harold, the two girls, little boy. And the fifth one is a demon. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Wow. Quote, the demon doesn't haunt the doll. He owns it. Since then, it has been common knowledge and confirmed many times that there are five main presences in the doll, but there are several more in the background that are not as strong or come forward as often, but there are more than 10, some say in the hundreds. (gasps) They're just stuck in there? Just stuck. How fucked up is that? The demon attached to the doll um, would punish anyone who tried helping Anthony or made fun of the spirits. And here's an example of several things. Although... Oh, Bravo. God. Like, I don't know what Archangel is watching over Vincent, but I have not heard of anything ever hurting him. Oh, thank God. I mean, he's a <clears> child. <throat> I, I would hope there's some... I mean, he's a superhero. Angels take pity on him or something. So here are other people who were helpful and not as lucky. 
One woman said bad things about Harold and seconds later started coughing up blood. Fuck. Others have been pinched, scratched, and suffered immediate headaches. Um, apparently so severe you think that you're getting hit in the head with a baseball bat. Uh, two men made fun of the doll after watching the Ghost Adventures episode, and one got a ruptured larynx, and the other developed diverticulitis. Oh. Oh, diverticulitis is painful, too. My dad has diverticulitis. Really? Mm-hmm not pretty uh once i imagine a ruptured larynx by the way is also not pretty i know <laughs> i don't mean to say that the one's worse it's than all the other. bad yeah uh one woman said that she didn't think harold was haunted and 30 seconds later 30 seconds later she had a gash from her stomach to the middle of her back huh like all the way around like the side of it yeah okay i was just making fun of harold's name and i take it all back and i'm sorry back uh, what I take it all gash in my back is that what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> i take it all stomach to the back now i'm scared oh god <clears throat> um so during a reading one medium yep grab the holy water i got it during a reading <laughs> one medium got bitten on her hand by something that was unseen they were like literally teeth marks in her hand <gasps> and then they put her hand up to the doll and it matched the doll's teeth ew even I'm just though the doll, the doll didn't when move. it smiles sometimes oh People, oh, by the way, do you want to see what this all looks like? I was going to say, I don't, I thought, were you going to show me the drawings too, or is that later? Yeah, I'm going to show you that as well. Oh, but, okay. Yeah, I want to know what the doll looks like, because I'm picturing like a, I don't know what I'm picturing. Here. Ah! What in the world? Yeah, it's been through a lot. It's uh, beautiful and very handsome. That's exactly correct. He's so handsome with his missing eyeballs. Really love it. And his leg that's skinned. Oh, it's like a baby doll. Like I it's a baby doll. I didn't picture it to be it's a baby. It's a very nice, happy, handsome baby doll. I thought it was going to be like one of those like Robert, like a childlike doll, not like a baby doll. No, it's like a doll that's like literally 100 years An old. An infant child baby. Ugh. Okay. What a good looking Harold. So handsome. <laughs> so um, people that go near it are also sometimes panic stricken and cannot move. Like they just freeze and they feel like they're being held down by something that won't let them leave the room. Anthony's friend has stopped by and saw the doll. Anthony heard a voice say, okay, so sorry, I was reading my own shorthand. Basically what happened is Anthony's friend came over, saw the doll, said something about the doll or like didn't believe in the doll or something like that. It was like, why do you have a baby doll in your house, Anthony? It's a little weird. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> why is it so old? Why do you have a decaying baby doll in your house? And so she left and then Anthony heard a voice in his house say, check on her. Oh! <gasps> Ew! Then called her and like just she just left the house and then said, "Are you okay?" Into the phone and she was like very sick, like just got like a flu out of nowhere. And so she, he hung up the phone and said to the doll, "Like Harold, you can't hurt people that I care about. Like I'm taking care of you. Like wow. I'm responsible for you. I'm not letting anything bad happen to you. Like you have to be nice to the people I care about." So then he heard the voice again in his head this time oh, saying, okay, she's all right now. And so he called her again. She was totally fine. Okay. I don't know how to feel about this. One woman made fun of Harold and her 160 pound bull mastiff yelped and ran like something was trying to attack him from the corner of the room. Baby, it's not his fault. And Anthony's dog, Chance, refused to go into rooms Harold was in when he first, when uh, Anthony first got Chance. Tell you what. And then Anthony told Harold, you can't scare the dog. The dog lives here now. You have to respect the dog. And then the dog, now the dog just like runs. Weird. Like, back and forth totally around the doll and isn't afraid of it. Weird. Also, the doll's eyes are blue, but people have seen them turn jet black. 
and they will follow you. Black eyed kid doll. Basically, over time, uh, Anthony started getting all of these messages and all of these clues from not just Vincent, but all these other mediums and people who speak to spirits and all that. And they said they kept giving him clues of like, if you want answers, go here. If you want answers, go here. So he started like actually going on like this like road trip with Harold, like following all of these clues from different mediums, trying to figure out Damn. like he was committed to trying to figure out what was going on. Sounds like a travel channel <clears throat> show. It does. Me and Harold. Oh, Harold and Anthony visit White Castle or go to White Castle. White Castle. Isn't that the movie? Harold and Kumar? Harold and Kumar? Yeah, go to White Castle. That's true. Harold and Anthony go to White Castle. Well, listen, I'm full of hilarious Harold and jokes, Anthony okay? went to New Jersey. Jesus. And it's close enough. <laughs> uh, where maybe White Castle is. I don't know. No. No, just New York? Midwest. Oh, I know it's in New York. There's definitely one in New York. I've been to it. It's a Ohio, Kentucky thing. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. That was way too full. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sure you'll handle Holy it. Holy mother of God. I'm sure it'll go away pretty How soon. How dare you, Harold? <laughs> um, so while there, while in New Jersey with Harold, Vincent had his mom send him a picture, like took a picture of his picture. You know what I'm saying? Like said, I drew a picture for Anthony. Can you oh, send oh, him oh, this? Yeah, like his drawing or whatever. Yes. Okay, texted it. Harold or texted Anthony a picture that Vincent drew. So Vincent had drawn Anthony with the letters EWR on it, and it was the airport code that he had just landed in. Ew! And it also had a picture of a dog that looked just like Chance, and it had the word stomach written on it. (gasps) What does that mean? It means a week later, Chance got really sick. No. And the vet said that his abdominal organs were in his chest, which made no sense to multiple vets. God. It made sense to no mul- it made no sense to multiple vets because for that to happen he should have had broken bones or been hit by a car and he hadn't. Daddy, and then it's not his fault. Why did they sell me to the dog? The next day he died. I don't forgive you and I never will, Em, for telling me this story. It's heartbreaking. <laughs> Why did the dog have to die? Did you want me to leave that out? <laughs> I mean it's... I mean no, but I'm also mad about it. <clears throat> I'll get over it. But the poor baby dog. So when Anthony came back home after the second vet appointment, he was recording it. He had started actually like taking pictures of things at this point because there was just too many weird things going on. Yeah. If a doll killed no. my dog, I would fucking I would destroy it. I don't care if it doesn't catch on fire, I would throw it in the ocean like that lady said. So he came home from the vet and basically like was cussing out Harold saying like, I know you did this. I know you did this. And then start filming the room and there were hordes of flies. Oh! Holy crap. Like hordes of flies. And he filmed it. Those are fat fucking flies. Yeah. And they came out of nowhere inside his house. In his That's attic, sick. In his attic that he was standing in, and he filmed it for a good couple Those of minutes. Those are like gigantic flies. Yep. So that's the first picture that that's you're seeing. Like demonic, right? Aren't flies yeah. kind of demonic? No, that's like the. It's a sign that like the devil's Amityville. in your house. Yeah. I'm like immediately looking around for. <laughs> God. So in June, Vincent told him he needed to go to Connecticut or at least start heading that way. So he was heading towards Connecticut and made a pit stop in Massachusetts where he met another medium that he knew Mm -hmm. and the media or he called, he called one of the previous ones who he'd been working with. And she said, um, 
you're going to find a man in a coffee house. You need to go with him and find the man that writes on paper. Very cryptic. This is getting real weird. So I, I've truly, okay, you get all this information for your true crime things uh-huh. because there are actual like evidence-based facts. Yeah. For me, like it's never this detailed. So you get like I a am on a line. high right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so he was like, okay, I need to find a man in a coffee house and then follow him to the man that writes on paper. So he went to the nearest coffee shop and just waited all day and never saw a guy there. Or he like never saw a guy that he had like a like a, a feeling was supposed to like a vibe that he needed to go the, over to. Right, right. And uh, so he ended up leaving and he walked across the street and there was a store that said paranormal one on one oh one class. <laughs> so he went in and turns out Harold wrote <laughs> on a piece of construction paper and taped to the wall. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Um, he went in and saw a guy and just knew he had to go talk to him. Oh, God. The man was in charge of the Paranormal 101 class and invited him to come tomorrow to the class. So he went to the class where he met a student there named Ken, who did automatic writing. Ooh. Wait, question. Sorry, real quick. You said they were in Massachusetts. Are they in Salem? No, they're not. Because I'm just like, Paranormal 101. That's not a thing you usually stumble upon. I like to tell myself in my, like, ignorance about that state that just Massachusetts... All of it is just happily like owning the stereotype of ghosts. I guess so. I feel like Boston or people like, were just kind of assholes and they're mass holes and there was never really like a. <laughs> it's either like they're really proud of the ghosts or like colonists or something. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, one or the other. One or the other. Or both. Yeah. So he met the guy that writes on paper. Ken. Ken. Oh, okay. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What so was the coffee shop about? He, I think it was just like they knew that he would go to a coffee oh, shop so and then that would in the lead him. Shop. Okay. So he went to the coffee shop, met a man that he felt drawn to, and then he followed him to the class where he met the guy that writes on paper. Got it. Okay. So he decided to bring Harold to the class because Harold came with him on this trip. Like he was carrying him around for people to help give him answers. <laughs> Imagine just seeing a guy walk around with a, like a baby doll and being like, can I have a venti cappuccino? And, and then like, he's like, oh, it's haunted and it's killed people. <laughs> Don't look too closely. Don't judge me for my doll. It's a weapon. His name is Harold. (laughs) Which is a great name. Which is the best name. (laughs) So. I'm going to have a nosebleed, like, or diverticulitis or something real soon. Or you'll see another painting just get thrown around, apparently. Yeah, I'm done with that nonsense. Um, so. It's just too messed up. Uh, he, okay, so he went to go talk to Ken and showed him the doll, and Ken was doing automatic writing for him on the doll. And immediately, Ken says, he's telling me that not only is he a high level demon, but he's danced with the devil himself. The more Anthony talked about the doll, apparently the more powerful the dark energy in the room became. Fuck. And the man that brought him like regretted it and was like, I don't like this. And uh, wait, wasn't that Anthony who brought him? No, the the guy from the coffee shop brought brought him to the thing. I thought who brought it harold okay got, no, it, no. got it got it got it so that was I like get, sorry i brought this guy with me yeah <laughs> he was like it's it's paranormal 101 not 405 <laughs> like <laughs> you're an ap paranormal <laughs> you're in the wrong class and um fuck dude and so he like regretted it and he could feel this dark energy that he didn't want there and so he called his friend who was actually a shaman healer okay and asked him you know wherever you are can you like mentally get in the zone and cast protection over this classroom and can you also remove the demon and the doll i need a friend like that can you just right. like, hey let me facetime you real quick can real quick cast some protection <laughs> uh, jesus i love that and apparently um he said 
he could sense the doll and he knew that it was a really, really powerful demon and he would need a, a night or two to like really get himself in the zone to prepare for it. So he was like, give me 48 hours and I'll come back to you. Okay. The teacher came back into the room and as he got into the room and hung up the phone with the shaman guy, he hears Ken, who's still automatically writing, say, the doll just told me, finally, someone worthy is coming to fight. <laughs> oh, no! Reminds me of the Princess Bride where he's like trying to find his opponent to... I know. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, my God. This is so fucked. So by the time the class ended, four different students had <laughs> pounding headaches and had to leave early. And later that night, the teacher got a message from Anthony that the demon said it was going to kill Michael, the shaman guy. Listen, this poor class of paranormal one on one They're is... like, I just, I came for the, for the free food. Oh, I didn't even mean it. They said they had Triscuits and a Ouija board. <laughs> I didn't know any better. So they ultimately did not fight the spirits in the doll. Thank God. And Anthony left for Connecticut. So that's the end of that part of the story. But the students and the teacher um, from that class actually still dealt with attachment issues uh, for a few weeks after that. And they had like a whole lot of bad luck. If anyone ever uh, said Harold's name, like their pets would like run away or like horrible things. Oh my God. Um, So one medium that has been like a friend of Anthony's for a long time, apparently she tried to do a reading for him and then said like, I want nothing to do with that doll and said it in front of Harold. Since then, she now suffers from bone spurs. Oh, God. Has developed arthritis in her spine. And she has gotten degenerative disc disease where something, it's something like her discs are like falling apart sure. or degenerating. Kind of. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. And it's a disease. And <laughs> uh, it's not funny. It's and... not funny. It's just funny how like ignorant yeah. we are. That's, I, know. That's funny. I know nothing about it except that it's really bad. Yeah. It but... sounds fucking awful it's just more proof that like he for some reason causes back problems for people oh i forgot about the pattern of the back problems and apparently the degenerate the dent the degenerous the the degenerative disc disease that she got there it is only one percent of people with that disease get the kind that she got like the rarest form so he kept in touch with ken okay and was like hey do some more of that automatic writing right here is a little bit of an interview session. All right, I'm actually scared now. Okay. They asked, what is your name? And uh, the demon said, you have to earn my name. Huh. No one wants to. Then they said, we have encountered beings like you before. And he said, uh, the demon said, there are no beings like me. Oh, okay. And then they said, can you turn the lights on or off? Like to show us that you're there. And the demon said, do not make me perform. You won't like it. And then they said, how old are you? And the demon said, what happened? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. No. He was pointing at the thing. It's going off. The EMF reader is going off. <laughs> Sorry. I turned it on a little while ago and I like glanced at every now and then nothing happened. And I thought, and then she started pointing, and I thought it was about like the computer going dark. Is something? And then I is looked something down. Something here right now. Is something here right now? I probably just scared away with my horse laugh. <laughs> or I just keep watching it. <sighs> okay, I don't know. <laughs> why. I saw it blink too. I yeah, saw it blink too. Yeah, it was too. like all the way up there. Was it all the way to red? That's it was, not good. It was going up. That's not good. That's really not good. Just scooch the holy water. Over. I'm sorry. I just it was all the way to red. 
Because I thought that's really Evo not was pointing at Something that. was definitely there. Okay, great. Okay, great. Well, Sorry. now let me Keep finish talking. this interview. <laughs> okay. Can we, like, dump this whole... No, okay. Keep talking. Okay. Then it said... Then they asked, how old are you? I'm, like, nervous. Like... I know. I'm sweating. <laughs> I don't know why I turned it on. I just, like... It said, how old... They said, how old are you? And the demon said... I was old when your world was young. My story began when time started. What? Yeah. So it was like part of the fold of... Okay, now I'm just drinking too much, but like, woof. <laughs> Eva's like, <laughs> like, like white knuckling her wine. <sighs> we need... Everybody needs to sign waivers from now on. I just feel like... I can't be responsible. All of a sudden, we're becoming more and more like Zach Bagel, and it's very <laughs> weird. Everyone's getting degenerative back diseases, and I don't okay, want to be... Okay, don't laugh about that. I'm though. not laughing. I'm saying I don't want to be responsible for it. <laughs> Let's all hold hands and recite the Lord's Prayer real quick. All right. No, no, no. Just keep... Just let it, just let it be. It clearly <sighs> knows how it works, so... I'm just trying to, like, make it stop. That's all. As long as it's on, if if it wants to talk, it'll make that thing go up. All right. Now I'm all paranoid. Anyway, the demon said it was really old. Okay. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So it agrees that the demon is really old. It like it. Yes. It just blinked again. It does. Oh God. Um. Fuck. So the. Oh, God. I'm doing the M laugh. It's like the nervous laugh. <laughs> I don't like it. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. So the demon's from the start of time is what you're saying. Great. Okay, good. So it's basically in the folds of good and evil has existed since the dawn of man. Yes. I get it. Okay. Okay. Great. So keep your eyes pe- Fuck me. This thing is really freaking me out, dude. Because one time when you did... Oh, there it goes. When you did PTD... She, she, she who shall not be named. Uh, it didn't go off once, and we had it on for like the whole forty minutes that you talked about her. Like it didn't go off one time because I was staring at it the whole time. And was anyone getting texts? Because that'll do it usually. Oh, probably. I mean, oh. we're probably all getting texts. Sorry, I actually have my computer. Nope. Oh, no. what's happening? It's freaking the fuck out. Dude. It literally just blinked several times by itself. Did you just like no, send there's... a text or something? No. It wouldn't know. It would have noticed. Oh, no. Oh, okay. It's still going. I don't think. I it's don't really know. freaking it's really out. Freak- it's really. In like the last twenty seconds, you get like three different messages. No, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's just like you. Just Let me just wait. I want to make sure you can see it too. I don't know how to make it. No, it's fine. Visible. Yeah. Do you see it? Do you think that? <laughs> Unfortunately. Do you think that what if like Walt has <gasps> Yeah Maybe he's like trying to help. Maybe this is like a Maybe Walt was like, dude, shut the fuck up about this creepy stuff, man. I'm trying to Wait, ask if Walt's here. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I'm not gonna do it. Don't don't open okay. communication. Don't open communication. Why? Walt's good. Walt is whatever is here and doing that might not be. Okay, I don't want to open communication to anything that's not Walt. Okay, but don't open communication at all. Fine. No. Okay, fine. You're right, you're right, you're right. I, like, feel ill. Okay, all right, okay. Oi, Jesus. Okay, Jesus, Lord. Jesus, literally? 
Literally, <laughs> Jesus, where are you? Okay. <laughs> we're at the part, though, where... It, okay, we're just going to skip her the part where a woman vomited blood when she watched the Ghost Adventure show. Um, oh, fuck. And we're going to go right into the part where we say... If anyone has ever felt attacked, they can contact Anthony, and he can usually make it stop by dousing the doll with holy water. Anthony, where are you? He actually gives out his email a couple times in his Facebook group. We should probably fucking call him immediately. Well, also, the entity, and he he said this himself in in an interview, the entity does respond to to religious requests, so if someone does feel like they're being attacked, my suggestion is pray. So Lord, Father in heaven. Eva, your job is to pray now. Eva? I, I don't know if you knew that about your job description, but apparently that's now something you Say have to do. Say a few Hail Marys. Yeah. It's like my background has prepared me. Um, yeah. Are you baptized? Oh, look, she actually. baptized? Okay. Are you kidding me? Let's like hang out with her a little more often. I really need to go get baptized if we're going to keep doing this show. Say, are you baptized? That's a no. real. You're the only one in this room who's not. Uh-oh. Get on it. Don't say that out loud. Yeah. Oh, it's still blinking. We'll go to the river. You and I are taking you to the river to get baptized. Sure. Whatever it takes. Okay. So also in an interview. <laughs> I said the word baptized and I was like, oh God, did I make it mad? Um, so in an interview, Anthony said when discussing like him actually owning the doll, I not only feel unsafe, I know I'm not safe. There are three souls trapped inside this doll and it's fallen on me to figure out a way to release them. Trapped isn't a good word. They are being held prisoner by one of the entities. Um, then he also said in the same interview, I know the name of the non-human entity in this doll. It's identified in the Bible as the Prince of Hell. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? I know the name of the one who calls himself Harold. Because there actually is the, the spirit himself now calls himself Harold. Seriously? Wow. Like the demonic spirit. Yeah. Okay. Or, the, well, one of the spirits that... Oh, oh, oh okay. the One of the people that used to be a, a human alive. Oh, like the trapped spirit. I know the name of the one who calls himself Harold. I know his real name, and I have even acquired photos of him when he was alive, how he died, and the address he lived at when he died. What? Just because of all of this help he got from all of these mediums. Because giving and, information. Yeah. yeah. So okay. he, like, over time actually figured it out, and he was able to figure out who these people were because he... So many people were sending in, like, sketches of, like visions that they were having and like something was like coming to them and they would see it and they would draw pictures and over time like he just pulled them together and was able to confirm when he saw pictures like oh that's him like you're right that's him. right right and, um like, vincent is drawing pictures and oh it's so creepy yep yeah when do i get to vincent drawings i'll show you oh later okay he also said i don't know how to release the three children spirits that are attached Aww. to the doll that's the only reason I'm still doing this. When I figure it out, I will be done with the whole thing. Oh, that's good. Did it just blink? A lot. Mother of God. This is really <laughs> creeping me out, dude. I'm not kidding right now. This is really spooking me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> really freaking... <laughs> losing its mind. I swear to God, you guys, we have this thing on. Like, sometimes we'll just turn it on for fun when Em's telling their story and, like, just let it go. And, like, it doesn't... It doesn't, do anything. It's never worked until now. I've never now. even seen it blink before. I like one time Em was like, oh, a lot of times if you like move your phone around it. So I would test it and like move my phone. And I was like, it's broken. It never moves. It never blinks. It never does anything. I keep making sure I don't have texts. When Eva was pointing, it went all the way up. What was I saying? You know, and it had actually it had done it once before that too. Yeah. And I was trying to 
watch it to just be like, I didn't just you're right, right, right. See that, like, yeah. Imagine it. It was mostly when you're talking about how old. It was when you were reading Doing the interview, when reading yeah. the like the automatic writing thing. That was when I like started when he was like pointing because yeah. you were saying like, oh. So when I was saying there are I'm no from, beings like me, that's when it that's first when it was going started pointing, red. and then you were like, oh, I'm from the beginning of time, and then that it started. Was, yeah, it was yeah. Oh my god. Like, a.k.a. the fucking creepiest (laughs) part of this entire fucking story. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, it's great. Christine, I think I'm going to hang out here after a while. Zach, but really, really I'm going to hang out at your place without power for a while, because fuck this. (laughs) Zach Bagel Bites needs to show up and fix it, because I can't. (laughs) Okay. All right. So, three years ago, Anthony started creating vlogs about this where he actually started posting the videos that he was taking of like things that were happening that were really weird like the flies, the flies and things like that. Sure, okay. And um he called them Haunted Herald vlogs. <laughs> and Haunted Herald. I hope they have like a theme song. No, they don't. No. But if you ever do go watch it, I will warn you his voice is not what you expect it to be. I like he started speaking and Ooh, I was like Anthony or Harold? Anthony. Oh. But it's like What do you mean? Like his voice just was not what I was expecting to come out of him. What were you expecting? Like a different sounding voice. Had you like seen pictures of him or anything? Or? Yeah. Oh, well, I haven't. So I don't know what Oh, I would expect from his well, voice. Well, if you saw a video of him before he started speaking and then like he said, hi, this is Anthony. Oh, I see. Okay. Because it's right. Okay. Yeah. I get what you're saying. He just doesn't sound like he looks. Right. But so this was like the smartest. Like he just like documented the hell out of it. And like not only did he start doing vlogs, but he also started doing blogs and his blog posts are like, there's hundreds of posts of him giving updates about like mm. people who have been, who have felt experiences or like just, I mean, it's just the, it's so well documented. It's like, he never did anything else. He just gave people updates all, all day, every day. He would also do spirit box sessions with the doll. He would do flashlight sessions, which oh. is really creepy because like he would be thinking a question and it wouldn't have, he wouldn't have said it out loud yet and it would start the flashlight would turn on and he would have to tell them like stop answering my thoughts if i don't verbally say it you have to wait <laughs> oh, no. but they were like so eager to talk to him and uh did it just blink no i'm like some like eager to talk oh <laughs> you made a face <laughs> and so anthony rather quickly into like posting all these things he was getting so much information from people especially vincent and he said he was this is like way early in the beginning, but I found the video where he said he was going to commit to helping the spirits leave the doll because Vincent and the mediums he knew were putting together too many pieces and he didn't want to say no to helpless souls. So he also made the blog that was even more information than the vlogs were. And that was a lot. Yeah. And one of the things he would do on his YouTube pages, he was, he would upload videos of people giving their testimonies of things that they experienced when they encountered. Oh, okay. Harold. Sure. So these are some of the different things that happened. There was one woman who woke up and heard a little boy's voice calling out her name downstairs. Oh, great. That's Um, like my fucking nightmare. I don't know. That's the worst thing you could say right now. That's the worst. And then the next night she woke up to a woman screaming her name. Jesus. Maybe that's worse. I can't decide. uh, And she was apparently very intimidating and scary. And the little boy wasn't scary. And then the next morning... She woke up to something moving on her bed, but she thought it was her cat. So she moved over to give that room. And then she heard the boy from the night before next to her on the bed say, I always get in trouble. I always get blamed. <laughs> what? And so when she looked up to see who was there, 
it was just Harold the doll's face inches from her face floating there. Get out of here, Em. Then a week goes by, and while she's cooking in her ear, she hears an evil voice say, it's personal this time. And then made her ear, like, the feeling of, like, falling asleep. So she was, like, scratching at her ear, trying to, like, get the voice out. Wait, what? The feeling of, what do you mean? Like, like you know when your foot falls asleep? Oh, oh, It made oh. her ear fall asleep, basically. <laughs> um, I shouldn't laugh. It's not funny. Oh, then, God, don't help me. Then there was a man <laughs> named Larry who watched the Ghost Adventures episode, and it made him go check out the Facebook page, and he saw Anthony was on there, and he wrote out that if you ever want help on an investigation, let me know. And so Larry... That night, he closed his eyes and he saw a vision of faces swirling around him. The first was a lady and the second was a little boy. Then the other face he saw was a very scary guy with burns and a smirk. And you could sense his hatred. (laughs) And there were two more faces that never showed themselves, which confirms the five spirits. Oh, creepy. And the woman reached out like she was reaching out for help. But then he heard a growl and saw the man pull the woman back and his hands had claws on them. And I have a picture of that. What do you mean you have a picture of that? I have a picture of his... He oh, had, like rendition or something? He had a sketch artist draw the faces. He described the faces. Oh, dude. And this is what he saw. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. And so that's... Oh my god, that's horrifying, Em. And then this is the little boy he saw, and that's the girl he saw. And apparently, anyone who's had visions of these people have seen these people. You're giving me hives. I can't handle this. Um, so, that was one. So then we gotta say we're gonna post those photos, right? Yeah. Okay, we will post the photos. We will post the photos. Okay, we'll post the photos on Instagram. One last guy, his name was Sean, and he also offered to help Anthony. And remember, this thing doesn't like people helping. Oh, yeah. Um, And so him and his wife ended up starting to see a spirit disguised as their kids. He would see his daughter Uh -uh. walk out the door and then turn around and she was on the ground playing with her toys. He would see his son walking up the stairs and then find him downstairs on the couch. Uh-uh. Even like doppelganger shit. And it started to follow them because even in public, Roxanne, his wife, saw her husband on the other side of the bar while he was sitting next to her holding her hand. That's like manipulative demonic shit. They also started seeing doorknobs move on their own and they could sense a mean female presence at the top of the stairs in the middle of the night. So... Through meeting connections and mediums and following all Vincent's clues, Anthony compared his photos to, like, the photos that he had gotten of, like, the real Harold when he was alive. Yeah. He compared them to the sketches and paintings that people were sending him from all around the world, and they were all creepily accurate. And Anthony said, I want the evidence to be airtight before I, I reveal their true identities, if I ever do. So he, like, was sticking to his guns on, like, never revealing their names because he didn't want to, like, give that information out. Sure. And Anthony at one point had even been offered up to $50,000 for the doll, but he had this guilt complex of like, I need to help whatever is going on in this doll. Oh, God. And so he never was willing to sell it. So Larry, the guy that had that sketch drawn. Right. He wrote him again one day saying that he had this weird thing happen to him where he was reading his Bible And he left it open to go pick up his son. And when he came back, the Bible was on a totally different chapter. It was on Revelations 9. Oh, no. Revelations. (laughs) Even I are like, "Uh uh-oh. And he couldn't. (laughs) For some reason, he, like, could not read it. Like, like, his eyes were just fixated on one word and he couldn't get out of his head. 
and it was the name Abaddon. Thank God that didn't work. I was about to, I looked immediately at it, too. God. He didn't know why, but he felt like he needed to talk to Anthony about it. And uh, Anthony called him and was like, why did you say that name? Because he hasn't ever told, he hasn't ever revealed any names to anyone. He's like, why did you say that name? But so he basically, Anthony then showed Larry a picture that Vincent drew one night when Anthony had a panic attack, which I will show you. Oh, Vincent, this poor child. So the reason that Anthony knows the name of this demon is because of Vincent. Oh. And, uh, and he, it was one of the very first pictures that Anthony ever, or that Vincent ever drew him. And one night Anthony was having a panic attack. And then all of a sudden Vincent's mom sent him a picture. Mm Mm-mm saying like vincent said that you needed to see this while he was having the panic attack <clears throat> so Can you imagine having a child like that being like you need to show this to anthony i would always feel in so much danger and so safe at the same time because if he says nothing yeah. there you like, believe he him. knows everything but also like he has access to some creepy fucking shit so basically larry said i heard i saw this name in the bible and i can't stop thinking about it i need to talk to you about it anthony said Years ago, I had a panic attack, and then when I came to, I saw my phone, and this picture had been sent to me, and Vincent sent this picture of something going through his heart, <gasps> like a panic attack. Oh, God. And it looks like a Grim Reaper through right there. his chest, like a... And then, demonic. this was the other side. <laughs> a, oh, my God. It's a big black blob, and it's the name Abaddon. And then it also says Apollyon, or I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's the the it Hebrew like Ap- and the Greek version like of the same name. Apollyon. Apollyon? Also, I'm just going to say real quick, that's like written, you guys, in like children's handwriting, which obviously makes it creepy. But even knowing that like a kid wrote it, but then just picture that like it's a child's drawing. Oh my God, with a thing through his chest. But so, like, he's, oh. that's how he found out what the name was, because this name got drawn next to a Wait. giant black blob. So you're saying the one on the Apollyon is Greek? It's the same person. It's just, like, the Hebrew name versus the Greek name. Oh, my God. So. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my God. So Abaddon was, the, uh, that's how they found out that was his name. And he is also known as the king of an army of locusts. He's mm. also known as the destroyer. He's also known as angel of the abyss. And the angel of the bottomless pit. So all really good, good, fun, spirited names. So while Anthony was like, this is in 2016 at this point. Um, so he's been like traveling the world for three years trying to figure out what's going on with this doll. And he's met all these people and he's been recording all these things and putting it all over his YouTube and posting all these blogs. Like he's dedicated. This is his full time job. Right. So in 2016, he had been thinking like. I don't know if I should release the names. Like, maybe that'll help give people information. Like, should I say the name? Should I tell everyone? It's been years. And when Larry called, that was his sign of, like, I'm going to tell everyone the name. Because oh. people are figuring it out on their own now. It's being, yeah. So he revealed everyone's names in 2016. The girl in the picture, her name is Elsie. The little boy in the picture is actually a little girl named Marjorie. She just has a bowl cut. <gasps> and the scary man is Harold. And getting chills again. Holy shit. It's very, very wild. But on the Haunted Herald vlogs on YouTube, he does. He took that sketch that Larry had drawn up and he printed out each individual face and put a flashlight on each one. And he does the flashlight interviews (gasps) 
by having each of them light up different lights what at different times. in the fuck? To be like, each one is... So, like, if one of them, if one of the flashlights lights up, he knows who's talking. Oh, my God. Or he can ask specific questions to specific people. Right. And um, so, basically, he began doing these filmed flashlight episodes, which you can find on his YouTube. Or you, you can also go to um, hauntedheralddoll.com for his blog. Okay. And so... He kept following the clues and mainly through Vincent and mediums. He basically very shortly after releasing the names and doing these episodes, he ended up in uh, following the clues all the way to Brisbane, Australia. Mm. And that is where he filmed his last video because this is where it gets happy. Last year on February 22nd, which is my lucky day, two, two, two. He posted his final Haunted Herald vlog called It Is Done. And in the video, Anthony says that he and a team in Australia have successfully released the spirits oh from a doll, God. all except for Harold, the spirit of Harold, who refused to leave because he would not leave the one that he served, which is a bad one. Oh, wait, what? Apparently he was like his minion and doing oh, all the bad so things on to... behalf. So he stayed in the doll. As like the evil spirit. Yeah, and everyone else was released. All the good people left. The way it was described is that basically all the good spirits were in a prison and it was monitored by Harold, who was doing all these horrible Harold things. Harold was control. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. And Anthony still does some interviews about his experience with the doll, but his new goal was to get back to himself after the years he spent obsessing over the doll. Whoa. And like I said at the beginning of this episode, as I was finishing up these notes, I felt violently ill. And then I came back in here and that painting lifted itself off the nail and dropped to the ground. What makes me upset is that it's a painting of Geo. And I don't Yeesh. like the thought of that. Um, I didn't think of that. Great. Great. Good timing. Nope. And you know, it's funny before you got here. So I like rearranged the like studio space a lot this week. And before you got here, I was like, you know what? I'm going to hang that painting of Geo back up there and uh, put it back on its nail where it's been for many, many weeks and months. And I was like, that's the one thing I need to put back where it belongs. And then you show up and it fucking flies off the wall. Mm-mm. so thanks <laughs> anyway oh my god I don't... <laughs> that was a wild ride i feel like we're back in the first week of this podcast where i was like what did i get myself into i feel like i know i i know my whole part was like easily an hour long this i'm so sorry that it's Please so don't long apologize i'm scared shitless. i'm also sorry for whatever is about to happen i'm scared everyone shitless. please just be extra safe because i'm i've never been freaked out before it's freaking out again this is thing. it yep um a little bit a little tiny bit it, it's not the same like earlier when you first were reading or talking about the automatic writing it was uh it was going all the way to the high levels of the it's an emf reader right mm-hmm. yeah it was going all the way up to the red i just remember eva going like and i thought she was pointing at the screen and i was like okay i'm sorry the screensaver is going on nope there's a demon here thanks eva <laughs> thank god that did not light up when you said that oh can you imagine if it oh no my guardian angel's here. No, they're not here either. Okay. No one's here. Okay. Well, that was fucking terrifying. Oh, my God. It's great. Really fucking fantastic. You know what? Hopefully that's the only time that ever happens, though. Knock on wood. Okay. I need a Sour Patch Kid. Please eat your Sour I'm Patch I'm so kids. scared. Shopping for humans is hard, but shopping for your dog is easy thanks to Bark. Every month, they deliver toys and treats just for your pup because they deserve to be spoiled. 
At Bark, they send your dog a whole new collection of toys and treats made just for them every single month. Whether it's their fun plush toys from BarkBox or their ultra-tough toys from Super Chewer, they give your dog exactly what they want. And for a limited time, they'll double your first box for free. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com drink. That's right, you can sign up now at BarkBox.com drink for this exclusive offer. This ad is now over. Let's go back to petting our dogs. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Junie, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. And Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD to save 20%. Prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Before I start my story, um, Eva forwarded me an email from uh, someone who... Said, I think they were a medium, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you could, that'd be really great because I don't remember their name. But, so they um, say, don't turn on the EMF detector during this story. <laughs> yep, surprise. Da, da, da. <laughs> Insert Curb Your Enthusiasm theme song. No. Uh, they said, they were like, oh, here's a suggestion for a topic. By the way, when I was listening to your last episode, I felt the presence of uh, like a grandpa or father figure who was, well, first is it like, catholic and didn't like your topics and i'm like oh my my opa is here oh no <laughs> but then oh thank you eva okay i'll just read to you okay oh this is a nice laptop okay um, <laughs> i happen to be a medium oh this is from anastasia i happen to be a medium uh and during your last episode that was actually there was actually a male president male president yep <laughs> Obama, has Obama was here. <laughs> Jesus. That, there was actually a male presence from one of your guys' lives. It's a parental figure, so either grandfather or so. Very Catholic, very religious. And so, of course, at this point, I'm like, oh, it is my grandfather. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. But then it says, highly dislikes your topics. And I'm like, check. Uh, <laughs> and then it says, not a very happy person. Check. <laughs> but then it says, has a slightly abnormal obsession with Bigfoot. And then I laughed out loud because I was like, I don't think my grandfather even, he's from Austria. He doesn't know right. what the fuck that is. Um, so I don't know if you have any connection to that. My... And then I thought maybe it's Walt. I don't know. Like, Oh, maybe, maybe. Like I couldn't, because I was just telling Em like how I, I always get the sense that Walt is kind of like curmudgeon and like doesn't want just to be. Did it really? Yeah. Oh God. I always get the sense like he doesn't want to be like you know, the ghost of the house, but he's just kind of there with, <laughs> with his dog Gabe. Uh, he was a taller gentleman, broad-shouldered, curly hair, somewhat of a stereotypical redneck, meaning he's got some country habits, including hunting. 
um, which you've had a previous disagreement about or possibly your mother. He's a relatively strong spirit because he died unexpectedly about 17 to 20 years ago. So anyway, every time I read it, I get chills and I don't know like who that is. Thank you. And thank you, Anastasia, for sending that. But that the re- only thing that connects there is for me is that my grandpa died 20 years ago, but he did not look like that. He did not. He wasn't like, like Bigfoot. a redneck Bigfoot. Fan. No, he was like quite the Jewish grandfather. Right. He looked like Boris from the Rugrats. <laughs> like, he was like <laughs> Boris in in appearance and sound. So I'm trying to think because my grandfather was like a German Catholic, like World War II vet who just didn't even like wouldn't even know what Bigfoot was. So I'm like, was it your grandpa? Oh, oh, God, maybe. Oh, do you have a redneck grandpa from Virginia? I don't know that they were redneck. It didn't say Virginia, though. It just said... Yeah, but I'm imagining, like, at least she's southern. Oh, because she's from Virginia. Yeah. I did have one grandfather, definitely wasn't... He was a psychiatrist and was not very redneck, but he did live in Virginia. He was in Did he, like, Bigfoot? <laughs> oh, that's a really good question. I can't... Did he die 20 years ago? No, he, I think he died more than 20 years ago. Hmm. Well, actually, it might have been around 20 years ago, to be honest. Mm. It's someone. It's someone. My, my, the grandpa, the only grandparent that has ever passed away is my grandpa. And he's very much like Tony Soprano, but like 50 years in the future. You know what I mean? Like he's kind of like Soprano, not 50 years in the future of now. No, no, no. (laughs) Because I'm like, he has a hoverboard. (laughs) No, he's just like a big burly, like. Right, right, right. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. My, I'm trying to think because like my step grandparents, my step grandpa died about 20 years ago, but he was like. And he liked hunting, but in the way that he was a um, country club, like, fox and hound Right, he was like, he liked (laughs) skeet shoot and all that. Correct. Um, He was, like, the founding member of the country club. My stepmother is a member of. Oh, my gosh. So it wasn't really the same of, like, Bigfoot. But, I mean, maybe. I don't know. But um, he died about 20 years ago. But Hmm. I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, maybe it's... Maybe it's uh, my ghost time traveling. (laughs) it's just m holy (laughs) shit that makes so much sense but i love actually i remember when he was forwarded that and i got like legitimate and we get like some of those messages sometimes of like oh i had a dream that this happened and you know it's like Mm -hmm. oh interesting but like this one really got to me and i i think it was because i read like grandfather figure catholic died about 20 years ago and really dislikes your topics. And I'm just like, that's my fucking grandpa. Which is weird because I know if my grandpa were here. And I, I do definitely feel him like when like we do like live yeah. shows and all that. And I know he would love these topics. Well, because I always think about my grandpa and I always apologize every time. <laughs> we, I'm not even kidding. Like, because I feel like he's always with me too. But he's is very, I mean, he's like my dad. Like he just right. is like, I'll listen to the first 10 minutes. But I don't want anything to do with the rest. <laughs> I love you very much, but like I hate everything you're doing. <laughs> and so in my head, I'm just like, that's exactly right. But like, I don't think he knew what Bigfoot was. I mean, I'll ask my dad, but I just thought that was kind of creepy and weird. And he's also extremely Catholic. And since I'm getting married, I have this weird guilt complex about it because I'm like, he would, because I'm not having a Catholic wedding and like right, he right, would right. fucking lose his mind. So I don't know. Who knows? But anyway, I thought that was a little bit interesting. And I meant to ask you about it to see if your grandpa had a Bigfoot. No, nope. that's the one missing piece. Maybe I'll uh, look around and see what we can find. Sounds good. And maybe Eva, if you find out if any of your relatives have a Bigfoot <laughs> interest, that was a good point. Like maybe it's somebody else in the house. Yeah, I don't know. I'll ask Blaze too. Yeah, his grandpa died. Oh, but only a few years ago. Okay, so 
how long is Here it? Here we go. <laughs> how long is it? We're at 140. Oh, Woof. holy shit. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, guys. No, it's fine. Um, I'm sorry in advance. And Eva, we owe you like overtime probably. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, this is one that I've been saving and I'm pretty excited for it. What is it? It's the Zodiac Killer. No way. <laughs> we are coming with the hits today. Woof. I know. Earlier this week, I was like, I'm going to pick a big story. And um, then when M showed up and was like, I got an exciting one. I was like, oh, God, we both had the brainwave, the Gemini brainwave. Because <laughs> earlier this week, I started listening to podcasts. Like when I prepare for an episode, I listen to like every podcast I can on like that topic throughout the day while I'm like grocery shopping or doing whatever to just like get it in my head. And then I go home and like do the research and try to like remember facts that I learned. Yeah. Anyway, so this is the Zodiac Killer. All right. Eva's fist bumping yeah better than pointing at the emf detector <laughs> yeah that's true of all the like eva gestures this is the best right, one right 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 <laughs> oh, besides it went all the way to red fuck let's stop talking about eva or else she's gonna be haunted actually my favorite eva gesture is when she like reaches for the box of wine really subtly it just went again <laughs> Eva just like is like yep. It's like oh, is that your ego coming out? It's like boink. Yeah, my favorite Eva gesture is like. Oh shit! Oh god, I got. I did the same thing. I got too much. Sorry. No, I've been doing this the whole time. Do not. It really does. It like Eva? Is that the thing that's happening? Maybe. No, don't do that. Don't don't coax it. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm into, like, like following no. Eva around. He was like, okay, but really, I quit. Eva grabs the holy water. Just kidding. That's my favorite gesture. When Eva grabs a holy water off the table, that's my favorite Eva gesture. Holy water in one hand and wine in the other. And then maybe grab a Sour Patch Kid while you're at it. And it flipped again just now. Great. Keep just Great. get going. Okay. Yeah. I don't know whether it's better or worse that I'm talking about a serial killer and it's blipping. Like, I don't know if that's better or worse than like... Better than coaxing doll. a demon. I mean, I guess probably. But this guy seems kind of like a demon. So... This is the story of the Zodiac Killer. All right. So I'm just going to give you kind of a timeline because that's the best way that I can like. No, by all means. Break it down into a story. I enjoy chronology. (laughs) Since when? Okay, (laughs) great. I'm just going to go. I mean, I don't practice it often in my stories, but I appreciate (laughs) it when you do. Okay. Okay, I'll take it. So on December 20th, 1968, this is when the story begins. On Lake Herman Road in Benicia, California, which is near the Bay Area in San Francisco. Oh, you just got an email. Oh, I think we all just got an email, which is probably why I just panicked. Okay. Who emailed us? T-Mato. Tomato? Hello from New Orleans. Tori, God damn it. Well, hello from hell. I'm deleting it. No. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Just write fuck you and then block them. Okay. Okay. So the story begins December 20th, 1968, Lake 68, Lake Herman Road, Benicia, California, which is near the San Francisco Bay Area. Two high school students named Betty Lou Jensen, which is sounds like to me the name that you would make up for a character in the 60s who was yeah. in high school. Yeah. Betty yes. Lou Jensen and David Faraday. They're on a first date. They are planning on attending the high school's Christmas concert, but instead they skip the concert and drive out to Lover's Lane. Wow. Back when Lover's Lanes were a thing. Right. It was a Lover's Lane in the area, and they wanted to do some smooching. Mm-hmm. So around 11 p.m., they are in their car on Lover's Lane, 
you know, necking. Doing the preamble. Doing <laughs> the <Just laughs> Almost ambling, if, if you know what I mean. They're ambling. <laughs> They're preambling. Scrambling for an ambling. <laughs> All the demons were like, we're out of here. Fuck this. <laughs> Hopefully our puns actually save us in the afterlife. That might be kind of nice. Yep. Maybe that's the key. Yeah. So as they're like preambling around in the car, another car pulls up next to them. A man exits this car, the second car, and walks toward the couple ordering, ordering them to get out of the car. Betty Lou gets out first. And as David exits the car, the mysterious man pulls out a gun and mm. shoots him in the head. Betty Lou starts to run away. But... The killer guns her down only 28 feet from the car, shooting her five times in the back. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then the killer just gets in his car and drives away. So police arrive a couple hours later, find their bodies, but there is no trace of the killer and they are not able to create any leads off of this. So that was in December. So in July, specifically July 4th, 1969, the year gap was founded, by the way. Oh, not like the the moon landing. Oh, well, I just, every time when it was like Gap, <laughs> Gap 1969, I was like, ha 69, because I was, you know. Yeah, I mean, we've all got our things. A child. Right. Okay. <laughs> Delete this. No, no, no. I'm down with 69. Everybody. Today, quiet. I literally saw 69 as the temperature outside, and I was like, oh, my favorite, favorite weather. <laughs> There's no way it was fucking 69 It degrees. was this morning. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, wow. I wish. Okay, so July 4th, 1969, more than six months later, um, a couple named Michael Magot and Darlene Farron drive into the Blue Rock Springs Park in Vallejo, four miles away from the original murder site. So they par- they're parked in Darlene's car, and they're, I don't know what they're doing, but they're parked in the car, and they're at a park, and they're like... Preambling. Preambling around. Preambling. Doing the preamble. Doing the preamble. When a second car pulls up next to them. Mm-mm. And they're kind of like, who is that? And she's kind of questioning, like, who could that be? And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. And she's like, well, it's weird. Like, why would they pull up right next to us? And the car drives away. Yeah. So they're like, that's kind of weird, but whatever. They go back to their, like, canoodling or Mm -hmm. preambling or whatever the hell they're doing. (laughs) And ten minutes later, the same car reappears. This time it parks behind them. And the driver gets out of the car and approaches the passenger side of the car with a flashlight and a gun. Oh, shit. He shines a flashlight directly into the window at Michael's face and is just like they can't even see because it's like a really powerful flashlight and he's just shining it directly in their face and then he shoots them five times (gasps) several of the bullets pass through michael and into darlene through his body oh my god and then the killer walks away but as he's getting back into his car he hears michael moaning he's still alive so he walks back to the car and shoots each of them two more times to make sure they're dead and then drives off so that night at 12.40 a.m., a couple hours later, the Vallejo Police Department receives a mysterious phone call. And the man who's calling um, on the other end of the line reports that he's responsible for the attack. And he gives a location of the bodies. The police are able to trace the call and they trace it back to a phone booth at a gas station that's three-tenths of a mile from Darlene's house, so one of the victims. Okay. And it's only a few blocks away from the police station where they received the call. So it's like right down the street. Darlene was pronounced dead at the hospital, but miraculously Michael survived despite being shot in the face, neck, and chest. 
So he was able to give a description of the attacker uh, to the police because he was conscious enough to do so. So Mm -hmm. he said the attacker was 26 to 30 years old, 195 to 200 pounds, maybe more. A five foot eight white male with short, light brown, curly hair. And after giving that description, the police just still had no idea where to go from there. So about a month later, on August 1st, 1969, the Vallejo Times Herald, the San Francisco Chronicle, and the San Francisco Examiner received three nearly identical letters. And a psychiatrist examined them and said they seemed to have been written by someone you would expect to be brooding and isolated. Mm. And they were written by the killer. So the the killer took credit for both the Lake Herman Road shootings and the Blue Rock Springs shootings, and each letter also included one-third of a 408-symbol cryptogram, which mm. the killer claimed contained his identity. So he basically said, if you crack this, you will have me. Ew. Yeah. Um, so the killer, who is not a great speller, by the way, or great at the English <laughs> language in general, uh, demanded that the letters that he wrote be printed on each newspaper's front page, or he would cruise around all weekend killing lone people in the night until he ended up with a dozen people dead over the weekend. Oh, my God. <laughs> so he was, like, not fucking around. And so the Chronicle decided not to do that, and instead they just published the cryptogram itself, like the basically like a riddle like a i don't know the best way to put it like a cryptogram it was like symbols that like weren't that were supposed to be associated with letters and you have to figure out the puzzle right so they published this cryptogram on page four of the next day's newspaper not on the front page so none of them published this cryptogram on the front page but the chronicle published it on page four alongside an article quoting police chief jack e still saying quote we're not satisfied that the letter was actually written by the murderer And he requested more proof that the letter was actually from the murderer himself. So even though they didn't run these letters on the front page, the murders that he threatened didn't actually happen. Thank God. So on August 7th, 1969, another letter was received at the San Francisco Examiner. And it started with, Dear Editor, this is the Zodiac speaking. And that was the first time he identified himself. So mm. basically, he named himself the Zodiac. Like Got a lot it. of times, these serial killers this will get. This guy's covered in ego, huh? He is just balls to the wall. Like, just, I matter oh so much. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. It's not even funny. Yeah. And um, I feel like a lot of the times, these serial killers get names from like the press or like, um, like they'll name them, but he named himself. So good for him. Yeah. So to prove that it was really him, the Zodiac included details about the murders that hadn't been released to the public yet. And the next day, a couple named Donald and Betty Harden of Salinas, California, both school teachers, cracked the cryptogram. So they spent all weekend, the two of them, they were like retired school teachers, and Mm -hmm. they spent all weekend working on this puzzle together. What a date. What a date. And they cracked it. Really? Yes. And I just love to think about them sitting at home with like their coffees and like their sunroom, like trying to crack the puzzle. It's just my favorite. That would be us on a date a thousand percent. (laughs) We'd be like, bye, Blaze and Allison. (laughs) We have plans. And then we'd sit in the sunroom and drink coffee and just like crack, crack a case, serial killer cryptograms. So they did this and they were the only ones to do it. Wow. Which is pretty amazing. And I love that they were school teachers. It's like, oh, yeah. Just another thing that education can yeah, do for you. Yeah, don't un- fucking underestimate us. 
Um, so this is what the cryptogram said that they solved. And by the way, there's a lot of misspellings in here, which made it even more difficult to solve mm, because things like, had wrong letters and shit. Right. Yeah. So it said, oh, and apparently the way they did it was they were like, we imagine it starts with I because mm-hmm. like he's narcissistic. So they took the first symbol and we're like, that's probably an I. So just played hangman by themselves. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> and which is just so fun for a married couple. Like, I hope that's what marriage is really like. Oh, cool. Well, so, let me know. Come I'm October star- 14th. I'm all star- <laughs> starry eyed. Like, maybe this is how we'll live our lives. <laughs> and then they said, like, obviously the double letters, they would find matching symbols and be like, these are probably killing. Right. LL. Okay, so this is what the cryptogram said. I like killing people. So clearly they were onto something. (laughs) I like killing people because it is so much fun. It is more fun than killing wild game in the forest because man is the most dangerous animal of all to kill. Something gives me the most thrilling experience. It is even better than getting your rocks off with a girl. The best part of it is that when I die, I will be reborn in paradise and... They I have killed will become my slaves. I will not give you my name because you will try to slow down or stop my collection of slaves for my afterlife. And then there were 18 letters just in one big long string. And no one has been able to crack what those 18 letters are. It's just like a... Like totally different symbols? Jumble of letters. The way that they match them to the rest of the puzzle. It's like E-B-E-O-R-I-T. So like it could be like an acronym like or something maybe completely or... it's like 18 letters long so nobody really knows if that's anything at all maybe it's like initials of all the victims or something oh maybe maybe um so they have not been able to figure that out so the following month on september 27th 1969 two students at pacific union college were picnicking at late Bar- at lake berryessa a white man five foot eleven weighing around 170 pounds with combed greasy brown hair approached them he's wearing a black executioner style hood with clip-on sunglasses over the eye holes i can't handle that i refuse talk about dwight Schrute, man oh my god and a bib-like device on his chest that featured a symbol three by three inches it's a cross circle symbol that you've probably seen Uh it's like a circle with a cross in it like it looks like a like a target no no oh like an, like a like you would shoot like a like an archery target. Maybe it's like the zodiac symbol. It's like a circle with a cross in it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know what target shooting you're doing. Oh, looks like a target in my mind. Isn't target like a bullseye? Well, like sometimes it's. Is there a cross? I don't I know. know what you're talking Listen, about. Listen, you're from I Virginia. Sure. I don't know what I don't know anything. I'm gonna go look. Thank yeah. you. Okay, yeah. All right, okay. So, it looks like the crosshairs of a gun, if that's what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That's what I was thinking. Crosshairs. Yes. So, it's... Thank you. (laughs) We were on the same page. We were on the same Uh, page. Yes, you're right. So, it's like shooting, like a circle with a cross in it. Yes, exactly. I feel like people have probably seen it, especially because it's creepy when it's drawn. Like, it looks kind of, like, shaky. It's just fucking creepy. So, anyway, this guy has this symbol on his chest, and he has an executioner hood with sunglasses clipped on over it. Like, it's just beyond anything. Um, And he approaches him holding a gun, and he claims to be an escaped convict, and he said he had killed a guard and stolen a car and now needs their car and money so he can flee to Mexico. So, he had also brought pre-cut lengths of plastic clothesline, uh, and he 
gives them to Cecilia and tells her to tie up Brian before he ties her up. Then he checks and he realizes they haven't tight she hasn't tightened them enough, so he tightens Brian's bonds. And then instead of robbing them like they expected, he pulls a knife out. Oh my and god. And Brian, this is really fucked up. <laughs> Brian asked that uh this guy kill him first because he doesn't want to watch Cecilia suffer. So the man stabs Cecilia ten times <gasps> with the knife, then turns and stabs Brian six times. Then hiked 500 yards back up to the road to uh, Brian's car, then takes a like Sharpie and draws this symbol, this like circle with a cross Uh in it on his car and on like the door. And then he writes the dates and times of all the previous murders underneath it with a Sharpie on the car. And then at 7.40 p.m., the killer calls the Napa County Sheriff's Office from a payphone to report the crime and says he wishes to report a murder, quote, no, a double murder, uh, and then states that he was the one who did it. Then when they went to investigate, they found the phone still off the hook at a Napa car wash on Main Street, and it was only a few blocks from the Sheriff's Office. So he again, he was like right in front of the Sheriff's Office calling, basically taunting Weird. them. That's so wild. And being like, I did it. Detectives were able to lift a still wet palm print from the telephone, but were never able to match it to any suspect. So back at the lake, uh, a man and his son are fishing and they start hearing screams for help. Mm-hmm. So they discover Cecilia and Brian tied up and stabbed multiple times. And they're still alive? Yep. Screaming for help. Oh, my God. And they call park rangers. So when the rangers come, Cecilia is still conscious. Brian's not. And when they talk to Cecilia as they're trying to get her in the ambulance stuff, she starts giving them a description of the attacker, which is when they get the um, information about, like, he had a mask on and he had the glasses and the symbol. Like, that's when they get all this information. So she's able to give them that. Thank God. But unfortunately, on the way to the hospital, she's she lapses into a coma and she never wakes up. Oh, my God. And she dies two days later. So she was fortunately able to stay awake long enough to give a description. Yeah. While Brian was unconscious to like. Did Brian survive? Um, so Brian survives oh somehow. My God. Yeah. So he's unconscious this whole time, but he survives after like six stab wounds and is able to give more information to the press after like the initial information from Cecilia. So only two weeks later, on October 11th, 1969, um, a passenger enters a cab driven by a man named Paul Stein at the intersection of Mason and Gary Streets in San Francisco. And he requests to be taken to Washington and Maple in Presidio Heights. And as Paul drives the car, the passenger pulls out a gun, shoots Stein in the back of the head, takes his wallet and car keys, and then tears away a section of his bloodstained shirt, like his shirt tail. His button down uh-huh. shirt. Three teenagers across the street witness the whole thing <gasps> and they call the police while the crime is happening. It, like while it's in progress, they're watching this happen and they say, We see this guy, he's wiping down the cab, he's walking away toward the presidio, like we see where he's going. So the police obviously are like on their way, and as they head to the scene, they see a white man walking along the sidewalk and stepping into a stairway, and they kind of talk to him for a second and then they move on. And although the teens had described the man as an adult white male, just like they had seen walking down the street and stepping into a stairwell, 
the radio dispatcher apparently said to be on the lookout for a black suspect. Mm, of course. So the police did not bother to look into the man that they saw on the side of the road any further. So they are saying we need to look out for a black suspect who attacked this man in the cab. And the white teens are basically saying, no, like he was, we all saw him. He was a white middle-aged, like 30 year old man. So after the teens give this sketch, oh, and by the way, the police at this point say like, no, we never stopped anybody. We never talked to anyone on the side of the road. Like we just went straight to the scene. Just remember that. So these teens give a sketch or give like a description. And the first composite sketch is made of this killer. Giovanni, God damn it. I don't know what his deal is. So over the next few years, the San Francisco Police Department would investigate an estimated 2,500 suspects. Oh, my God. All to no avail. And on October 14th, 1969, the Chronicle received another letter from the Zodiac. And alongside it was a swath of Paul Stein's shirt, his bloody shirt. Oh, and it's going off. Oh, good heavens help us all it went to yellow paul i'm sorry that multiple this, times i'm sorry that this happened to you i truly am because woof is this a rough story um so he sent a piece of the shirt to be like oh it's me mm-hmm. and he also included a demand okay what's the demand he said he needed a prominent lawyer and he listed two okay he's like one of these two men need to appear on the show AM San Francisco. Oh my gosh. <laughs> or he would quote, <sighs> just get ready. This is even worse than before. He would quote, just shoot out the front tire of a school bus and pick off <gasps> the kitties as they come bouncing out. Oh my God. Yeah, it's not good. So he basically was, what is wrong with this dog? He's having a really intense conversation with the dog across the street. <laughs> They're, like, really getting to know each other. What else is... One day we'll meet! One day we'll meet! (laughs) Are you my friend? I don't know. What does the dog say in... Doug? What does Doug say in uh, Up? Where he's just like... I just met you and I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Right. So, I will pick off the kitties as they come bouncing out. Jesus. Beyond, beyond fucked up. So the lawyer that he mentioned, one of the lawyers was busy, but the other one did as an instructor. Was busy. He I was bet he busy. was like, no thanks. <laughs> but he right. was like, I'm out before right. it's even begun. I don't know if I would be like, I'm out or like, just I'll do whatever to make sure. Right, right, I right. I feel like it's just either or like you. It's not like, meh, I'll see if what I can do. It's well, in like, that case, he must have really been busy. Yeah, he must have been <laughs> real fucking busy, <laughs> like in the Caribbean or something. Okay, so the one lawyer did as instructed. He went on the show appealing to the viewers to keep the lines open so that... Sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's okay. So he appealed, appealing to the viewers to keep the lines open so that if the Zodiac called, he could get through. Right. And lo and behold, the Zodiac did call several times. And he said his name was Sam. And this guy, this lawyer, agreed to meet him in Daly City the next day, but the subject never showed up. So this guy hmm. who called and said, I'm the Zodiac, I'll meet you here. Right, he never show. showed up. So on November 8th, 1969, the Zodiac mailed another cryptogram, but this one has never been decoded. And that kind of like sets off a pattern of like him mailing stuff that's kind of creepy and mysterious and is not able to be solved. Right. 
And the next day, he mails a seven-page letter stating that two policemen stopped and spoke with him briefly only three minutes after he shot the cab driver, Paul Stein, and then let him go and moved on. What? So that was uh, when they saw him on the side of the road and um, Mm -hmm. said, no, we're looking for a black man because... Right. Who else would hurt a cab driver? And mm-hmm. he said he was basically taunting them and was like, yeah, I talked to them. And I said, you know, I was a perfectly friendly white man. And they just let me go, which is just okay. so beyond. On December 20th, 1969, one year to the day of Dar- David Faraday and Betty Lou Jensen's murders. So like the first ones that I mentioned at Lover's Lane. Mm-hmm. A year to the day afterward. The Zodiac mailed a letter to the lawyer that I mentioned who went on that show Mm -hmm. and included another swath of Paul Stein's bloody shirt and said he wanted this lawyer to help him and, like, defend him, basically, in court. So on the night of March 22nd, so that was three months later, um, a woman named Kathleen Kathleen Johns was driving from San Bernardino to Petaluma to visit her mother, and she was seven months pregnant and also had her 10 month old daughter with her. Mm-hmm. While heading west on Highway 132 near Modesto, a car behind her began honking its horn and flashing its headlights. So she pulled off the road and stopped. The man walks up and says, oh, your right wheel is wobbling. I'm worried that your car is like Uh-oh. in danger here. I have like a repair kit with me. Why don't I fix it? And she's like, oh, that'd be really nice. Thank you. So he repairs, quote unquote, the wheel and says okay you're good to go and she's like thank you so much did he fuck it up even more mm-hmm. so she pulls off to re-enter the drive or re-enter the highway and almost immediately the wheel falls completely off the car and the man returns and he's like you know what oh my god your wheel must be so messed up here i'll give you a ride to the nearest gas station for help so she's like okay i mean i'm stuck here my wheel is off the car now like i can't do anything obviously so she gets in the car with her daughter and she is like yeah please drive me to a gas station so during the ride the car passed several service stations and the man didn't stop for about 90 minutes he's driving back and forth along the same back roads nope And when she asks why he's not stopping, uh, he would change the subject. He wouldn't explain it. And so she started getting, like, increasingly nervous. Mm -hmm. And he finally stopped an intersection. And she fucking jumps out of the car with her baby. Good. Yeah. And fucking bolts. And she just runs into a field and is, like, running and running and running. And this guy's, like, taking off after her. (gasps) Chasing her. Yep. Oh, no. So she fucking hides in a field and he has a flashlight and he's (gasps) walking around looking for her and he says i won't hurt you come out i won't hurt you and he's walking around i mean it's like come out come out wherever you are it's so fucking creepy she's hiding and he's walking around like you're praying your baby doesn't cry and she said apparently the baby was like trying to cry and she was just like begging the baby to like be quiet and there's nothing you can do so he's walking around like looking for them and saying i won't hurt you i won't hurt you um and so eventually he gives up thank god um and so unable to find her he gets back into his car and drives or no into her car and drives off and she hitches a ride to the police station and when she gets there she gives her statement to the sergeant on duty and she notices that she notices like in the police station there's like a composite sketch of a guy and she's like 
and it's Paul Stein's killer. And she's like, that's the fucking guy that oh my was God. driving me around. And it was the same guy, the Zodiac killer. <sighs> so she's like, that's the guy. So she was terrified that like he was going to come back and kill her and her unborn child right. and her baby. So um, <clears throat> the sergeant had her wait in the dark at like a nearby restaurant. Just What? Yeah, like they didn't know where to put her. So they just like had her hide in a dark restaurant with other police officers, like <laughs> just what? while they looked for her car. So when they found her car, which they did find, by the way, it had been gutted and he had fucking torched it and set it on fire. <gasps> so there's nothing they could do. There's no evidence. There was no DNA. Like there's nothing they could take out of it. So the Zodiac continued to commute. So thank God. I mean, thank God she survived and her baby and her unborn baby survived. Um, but the Zodiac continued to communicate with authorities for the remainder of the year. Um, and we're in 1970 now via letters and greeting cards to the press. He liked to send like Christmas Ew. cards and stuff. Um, in a letter postmarked April 20th, 1970, 420 blaze it. <laughs> the Zodiac wrote, my name is blank, followed by a 13 character cipher. And the letter included a diagram of the bomb the Zodiac claimed he'd used to blow up a school bus. Mm. And in the letter, he wrote Zodiac. So the symbol, like the circle with the cross, which is like Zodiac symbol now. Right. Zodiac equals 10. San Francisco Police Department equals zero. That was kind of like, I'm winning. Right, right, right. Um, So on April 28th, 1970, the Zodiac sent a greeting card to the Chronicle and written on the card was, quote, I hope you enjoy yourself when I have my blast in all capital letters. Oh, my God. And then he wrote his like cross circle signature. And on the back, he threatened to use that same bomb that he had drawn a picture of soon unless the newspaper published the full details he wrote. And he also <laughs> he also said he wanted to start seeing people in San Francisco wearing some nice Zodiac buttons. And oh, my he, God. He really wanted people to, like, make him, like, a, a celebrity. A celebrity. And, like, he basically was threatening to shoot children on school buses if they wouldn't, like, publish his details. And then at the end, he's like, yeah, it would be really nice if people started wearing, like, buttons with my... Ultra narcissist. And we're in the 70s, so it's like, people had buttons of, like, Grateful yeah. Dead, like, deadheads and shit. And he's like, I want Zodiac killer buttons to be popular. It's just so fucked up. So that obviously did not happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is not good for him. So in a letter postmarked June 26, 1970, the Zodiac stated he was upset that he didn't see people wearing Zodiac buttons. And he wrote, quote, I shot a man sitting in a parked car. And they believe he was referring to a murder of a sergeant named Richard Radetich a week earlier, who was writing a parking ticket in his car when he was shot in the head. Oh, my God. Um, and that murder remains unsolved. So over the next few months, the Zodiac continues to send clues. He sends maps and symbols and like radial diagrams and like just attempts to like identify who he is and like where his murders have taken place. Each time he ends the letter with Zodiac 12 SFPD zero and so on. So right, like, right, it just right. keeps increasing. So he gets like his Zodiac. Like the scoreboard is he keeps winning. Yeah, completely. And it's like Zodiac 30. You mm-hmm. know, it just keeps going up. So in a letter to the San Francisco Chronicle postmarked July 24th, 1970, the Zodiac takes credit for Kathleen John's abduction four months after the incident. And that was the woman who was pregnant and who. So four months later, he takes credit for that. 
And then um, in July, he paraphrases a song from an opera called The Mikado, and he uh, adds his own lyrics. So he's getting real creative here. Oh, God. So his lyrics are about making a little list, quote unquote, of the ways he planned to torture his slaves in paradise. Oh, my God. So he writes his own opera lyrics. Oh, my God. And writes that letter. And then he signs it with like a gigantic, exaggerated cross circle zodiac symbol. And then at the bottom, he writes, P.S. The Mount Diablo code concerns radians plus inches along the radians. And he had like drawn this creepy map of like the, the top of this mountain called Mount Diablo with like these lines and like yeah. degrees. And they were like, we don't know if this is bullshit or what. But so when he said that kind of clue, they went and looked at it and they found out that the radian angle when placed over the map Per his instructions, pointed to the locations of two of his attacks. Oh my gosh. So he had to act like they were like, oh, he's full of shit. Like he's just drawing creepy stuff and trying to make but it he's dramatic. He's like making his own like maps he and everything. He had actually been able to like, to the degree on a map, like create puzzles that, which really freaked them out, I think, because they were like, oh, he's full of shit. Like he's just amping himself up to be like a celebrity, but like he's just full of it. But it turns out like, when he sent that clue, they did it, and they were like, oh, no, it literally points to the exact latitude, longitude, oh degree God. of where he, like, did two of the murders. So it was very creepy um, and kind of made them take it a little more seriously. Right, right, right. So on October 7th, 1970, the Chronicle received a 3 by 5 inch card signed by the Zodiac um, with the symbol uh, drawn in blood this time. Great. Okay. Yeah. And they still don't know whose blood it is or where he got it. So that's good. Uh, the card's message was formed by pasting words and letters from an edition of the Chronicle itself. And then 13 holes were punched across the top of the card. Detectives agreed it was highly probable that it came from the Zodiac. So now he's just going like beyond fucking crazy and like cutting out letters. Like so extra. Just so extra. <laughs> like us if we were doing a murder mystery party. and Right. Like, thought... like I like how if, like if we're partying, <laughs> but he's like... <laughs> raging right like we're we're doing it for a fun drinking game he's yeah, doing right. it for way worse like we're doing reason. it for a podcast <laughs> we do everything for a podcast that's, right listen that's that's all we do okay october 27th 1970 chronicle reporter paul avery who had been covering the zodiac case receives a halloween card saying what it's signed with a letter z and the symbol of the zodiac and handwritten on the card was the note <sighs> Peekaboo. Ew. You are doomed. Oh, no. <laughs> Is that not the worst fucking thing you could ever receive? Oh, my God. That's horror movie status. Oh, my God. And he, in real life, received this card. In real life, yes. In real life, not in movie life. The threat was taken seriously and received a front page story on the Chronicle. And soon after receiving the letter, Avery received another anonymous letter alerting him to the similarities between Zodiac's activities and the unsolved murder of a woman named Sherry Jo Bates, which had occurred four years earlier in Riverside in Los Angeles, more than 400 miles south of San Francisco. So there was like this anonymous letter that he received right after that saying like, hey, why don't you look into the similarities between all these murders and like... And this random one. Mm -hmm, 400 miles south. So he reports his findings uh, November 16th, 1970. And here is the story of Sherry Jo Bates, who was the victim of this story that was sent to him. God, okay. 
October 30th, 1966. So remember, we're in 1970 when he received this letter. Mm -hmm. So 1966, 18-year-old Sherry Jo Bates, a student of Riverside Community College, Riverside, uh, California, so like greater Los Angeles, spends the evening at the campus library annex until it closes at 9 p.m. Neighbors report hearing a scream around 1030, and Bates is found the next morning a short distance from the library between two abandoned houses slated to be demolished. The wires in her Volkswagen's distributor cap had been pulled out. She was brutally beaten and stabbed to death. A man's Timex watch with a torn wristband was found nearby, and the watch had stopped at 12.24 a.m., but police believe the attack occurred much earlier. So a month later, nearly identical typewritten letters were mailed to the Riverside police, nearly identical to the like the Zodiac letters that were being mailed right. in San Francisco. The letters were called the confession. Oh God. The author claimed responsibility for the Bates murder, providing details of the crime that were not released to the public, and then warned that Bates, quote, is not the first and she will not be the last. In nineteen sixty six, a poem was discovered carved into the bottom side of a desktop Ew. in the library of Riverside College where she was spending uh-huh. her evening. Right. And the poem that was carved into the bottom of the desk was called Sick of Living, Unwilling to Die. What? And the poem's language and handwriting was very similar to the Zodiac's letters. And it was signed with the initials RH. So people were just like, what the fuck? Like, it's the same handwriting. It's the same MO. It's the same. wild. And then they got that letter being like, why don't you look into the similarities? Like, Mm. so they don't know... It's still unclear whether that murder was, like, related to the right. other ones, but there's, like, a lot well, to also, suggest. also, like, I mean, if he's suggesting that you look into it, it yeah. like, hints heavily that something, it's involved. Exactly. Something very creepy. So, it's not for sure, but it's possible. After another couple letters allegedly linking himself to other crimes in the area, I mean, truly, if you look at the Wikipedia, there's, like, 10 more that are like and he also could have been related to this brutal murder and this one this one there's just so many so after that the zodiac is silent for nearly three years just completely off the map then on january 29th 1974 the chronicle receives another letter from the zodiac praising the exorcist the movie what as the best satirical comedy that i have ever seen oh my goodness okay satirical spelled very wrong but Besides, I, can't, I can't imagine. Besides the point. Um, and then a number of letters throughout the next coming years come in. A lot of them are hoaxes. I mean, because at that point, it's like people are just jumping on this right. bandwagon of wanting to be involved. Um, but some are deemed authentic. And a lot of those are just like symbols and cryptograms that like don't really, they can't be solved. Right. Or about like complaints about movies or other cultural references. There was one that was like, this movie was so brutal, I couldn't stand it. And it's like, you just fucking stabbed a bunch of people. Yeah, right? <laughs> psycho. Yeah, it's it's so beyond comprehension. Oh, my God. In April 2004, the San Francisco Police Department marks the case inactive because they just didn't know where to go from there. And they were like, we're getting so many letters and so much pressure and the demands are so intense that they just closed the case. So before March, so around March 2007, it's noted that they reopened the case, but Mm -hmm. nobody ever found out why. They just never Mm. explained it. Tricky, tricky. Tricky, tricky. Creepy, creepy. (laughs) And here are just the quick theories about who it could be. 
Um, one of the biggest ones is a man named Arthur Lee Allen. And this guy named Robert Graysmith wrote a book called Zodiac. And he's one of the like foremost experts on the topic. And he suggested that a man named Arthur Lee Allen was a potential sub- suspect. But it was mostly circumstantial evidence. Um, and Allen had been interviewed by police from the early days of the Zodiac investigations and was the subject of several search warrants over 20 years. Um, and Graysmith, who wrote the book, uh, noted that several police detectives described Allen as the most likely suspect. But in 2010, Detective Dave Toshi stated that all the evidence against Allen turned out to be negative. Okay. So Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. So a lot of it was like this guy kind of went on like a hunch and then took a lot right. of circumstantial evidence. And the thing about this guy, this Arthur Lee Allen, was he was an elementary school teacher and he had been accused of sexual misconduct with his elementary school students. Oh, no. So he was a pedophile and he was arrested and imprisoned for lewd sex acts on a 12-year-old boy <gasps> in 1972. So, like, he was not a good guy. And so, like, there was just a lot that this guy tied up into his story and was like, oh, this is him. Right. And this guy was like, yeah, I did all of these things that I've been accused of, like, the pedophilia stuff. Right. He's in prison. He's like, but I wasn't the Zodiac. Like, I didn't do that. So the, it's all circumstantial beyond the stuff that he was actually accused of as far as, so like, weird. pedophilia stuff. And Oh, woof. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he was never conclusively tied and the lead detective was like, there was nothing we could pin on him. Like he got apparently a bunch of boxes of like his journals and handwriting and he's like, not one page of it looked like the Zodiac oh. letters we got. Like there was just a lot that was like, it didn't match. Weird. So who knows? As for other possible suspects, it turns out a lot of people believe their stepdads did it. What? <laughs> A lot of people want their stepdads in jail. Yep. Uh, A lot of people submitted like, no, I swear my stepdad is the one who did it. And um, a lot of people uh, are, a lot of moms are marrying wrong if if your kid thinks that you married a serial killer. A lot of things are going real wrong. Um, The most convincing story I thought, theory at least, was this one. Um, in February 2014, it was reported that a man named Louis Joseph Myers had confessed to a friend in 2001 that he was a Zodi- he was the Zodiac killer after learning he was di- he was dying from cirrhosis of the liver, mm-hmm. and he requested that his friend Randy Kenny go to the police upon his death. And when Myers died in 2002, his friend tried to go to the police, but a- allegedly officers like wouldn't cooperate and were kind of like okay like we right. they just didn't take it seriously there are however a lot of potential connections between myers and the zodiac case so myers attended the same high school as victims david faraday and betty lou jensen oh no he also allegedly worked in the same restaurant as darlene farron who's <gasps> the other victim and he also had access to the same sort of military boot whose print was found at the Lake Berryessa crime scene, which was like a totally different crime scene from those other two. And furthermore, during 1971 and 1973, when no letters were received by the police or Mm -hmm. the media, Myers was stationed overseas with the military. So (gasps) it happened to like line up exactly. No way. Uh, And Kenny says that his friend Myers confessed he targeted couples because he had had a bad breakup with a girlfriend like out of jealousy yeah just like was had like a breakdown or something and just like couldn't handle happy couples i don't Jeez, know because they, they were all couples right 
And while uh, while officers associated with the case are skeptical, they believe the story is credible enough to investigate. So that's all that it says online. And I was like, oh, pretty creepy. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. There's no more information on that theory, which I just was like, that's... And again, it's like all circumstantial. Like, there's nothing. You can be like, yeah, he was out of town at that point, but that doesn't make him guilty. But Right. It's very creepy. It's really weird. Very much lines up. Yeah. But um, I just want to take this moment to announce that I do know what actually happened. (gasps) Okay. What happened? Um, The real Zodiac killer is Ted Cruz. Okay. (laughs) Well, I mean... That goes without saying. And I'm not alone. Well, no, not at all. According to a recent poll conducted by public policy polling, 38% of Florida voters believe that it is possible that Ted Cruz is the Zodiac Killer, with 10% sure that he is. Oh, my God. It is unknown whether the other 60... 60- <laughs> you can't even get through it. It is unknown whether the other 62% have been confronted with a formal presentation of the evidence. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Basically, like, if they looked at the facts, they would believe it, too. They would know the truth. Amazing. He's done very well for himself in a very weird way. (laughs) Which I was like, it's kind of fucked up that everyone says that. But then this is a really interesting thing. Tim Faust, an activist, sold Ted Cruz's Zodiac Killer t-shirts to support a nonprofit that helps women in El Paso, Texas, access safe and affordable abortions. Mm Mm-hmm. And he said he saw the theory on Twitter and found it to be, quote, both interesting and plausible. (laughs) And he raised a lot of money to help women who were dealing with, you know, to help them access safe and affordable abortions and healthcare. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. And I mean, if we're really talking about like, could it be possible? I mean, no, because he was born in 1970. Mm. Well, that'll do it. He would have been negative infant years old. Negative infant years. (laughs) But but one can dream. But but listen, here's the other side of the coin. Hmm. He never denied it. I mean, to this day, you never were in a room and saw both of them at the same correct. time. That's all I'm saying. Correct. And I looked up to see whether he ever denied it after all of these memes and everything. Nope, never denied it. Maybe um, he's time traveling now. That is entirely possible. Yeah, an infant murdered. Yes. Yep. I think that's exactly what's happening. So all this being said, as of May 2018, I do want to add, like, all joking aside, there are some exciting updates. So you know how the Golden State Killer was caught through genealogy websites and DNA. So in May of this year, 2018, uh, the Vallejo Police Department announced their intention to attempt to collect the Zodiac Killer's DNA from the back of stamps that were used with the letters he sent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they were able to, like, there's a new technology that is able to separate the DNA from the glue on the stamp, which oh, I guess cool. has been like an issue until now. Um, and so there's like a new, they have a new ability to like extract the DNA from the glue. Right. And so this analysis, which will be done by a private laboratory is expected to use this new technique. Um, and then they're hoping that the Zodiac killer may be caught in a similar fashion to the golden state killer. And like, they have like a number of DNA sites you know, like 23 and me, et cetera, yeah. that they're going to like run through. And they said basically they build like a family tree off of the DNA and then are able to like branch out and contact like specific people, which wow. is crazy. So that was in May. So we'll stay tuned. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. See what happens. You know, it's worked before with a case that was seemingly impossible to solve. Right. And had exhausted all its means. So 
hopefully technology can help out with this. Um, so that is the story of the Zodiac Killer. Uh, and I know I kind of rushed through that. I just, I knew this was, I mean, a... I definitely, st- I definitely stole it, stole the, no, no, it's good. It was a, it was an intense episode. Um, I'm on a weird emotional ride right now. Like, like too much hit me at one time. Wild. <sighs> we should probably do like a, a rating each week of like, how intense is your fucking story? So you can like, <laughs> you know, balance each I, like, other. I promised I'll never do a story that intense ever again. Look. That was like way too much for me. This. I can't promise that because I feel like it was the EMF. It was the EMF that really got me. The EMF went it a really, little batshit. It really like ruined the rest of my night. Yeah, thank God it didn't go off while I was like talking about Ted Cruz because that it went off when been... you talked about Eva for a very long time. Uh oh, that says a lot. So we've solved solved the mystery. One mystery, of... yeah. Mm-hmm. So so that's that on that. It is very important for me uh-huh. now a days to do. A weekly horoscope. Love it. Right. But yeah. You know, it's, but it's the Zodiac killer. Here's the thing. We don't know his identity, right? Mm-hmm. So. Did you do the whole Zodiac? <laughs> no. Oh. No, but that's a good point. But so obviously, like he's, like you said, the self-proclaimed Zodiac, like of all fucking people we need to do one on him. Right. So instead, since I don't have the guy yet, I did the next best thing and I pulled up Ted Cruz's horoscope. There it is. <laughs> Yes. So <laughs> here it is, Ted. Uh, Ted is a uh, a Capricorn. Okay. Just like my lovely husband to be. Yes. <clears throat> no comment. No comment. Here is the Zodiac horoscope. You may find people very stubborn today. So take care, Capricorn. Arguments can explode out of nowhere. So get a helmet ready. Think before you act and don't feel pressured to get involved with something that makes you feel kind of uncomfortable. Remember, sometimes it's okay to just walk away. No one will win a violent boxing match, so maybe don't even get in the ring. You know, I only heard that as if someone was warning Blaze about a fight you guys are going to get in. (laughs) like blaze just stay out of it honestly it's not worth it the second he hears you don't have to be like great i'm out bye (laughs) like he doesn't even need more than one person to tell him um so yeah i thought that was kind of creepy it's about violent boxing rings you know yeah down so i'm hoping we can actually um do an updated horoscope when we actually find out who the real zodiac killer is yes that would be great definitely worth it and i didn't even add this but a lot of people think it was the um detective who was involved in like handling oh, the case like because, he was misdirecting everyone because mm-hmm, he was at the police department every time a letter came in mm. and he handled it every time and so they said like they couldn't really do a dna analysis because he would like be physically touching touched it. it right and so there was a lot of that like where people started to suspect that he had something to do with it right. and whatever that meant like who knows but so that's one of the bigger theories that i didn't really get to touch on but mm. it's also very creepy cool man yeah so there we are there's that on that we maybe are alive i don't know i don't know i would usually do the whole social media thing but we've already just taken so much time atwwd podcast just find us just google us give us a little googs figure it out on the googs man (laughs) um thank you guys for listening to us and so sorry for everyone we've now emotionally physically scarred like me and eva yes great um i'm afraid to go home but (laughs) 
hopefully I see you Sunday. So, uh, okay, bye. Oh, and that's why we drink. And that's why we drink. Bye. I need a drink for real, though.